the galaxy is full of film, and this is the Galaxy of Film Podcast. Welcome back to another brand new episode of Galaxy of Film. I'm your host, Max. I'm here with my co-host, like always. Danilo, are you are you doing good today or are you depressed? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? How do I sound? Happy? Well, I'm not. Um, Jesus. got a lot of schoolwork to do, so fuck, you know. So I'm depressed. <laughs> that sounds about right. Um, we're not alone. No, no Dakari this week yet again. But we we are not alone. I assure you. Joining us for what the is it the fourth or the fifth time? Uh, Matt probably, Paul, probably the fourth. Probably, probably the, fourth? the fourth or the fifth time. Something probably like the that. Fifth, probably the fourth. I think I think it's the fifth. We we haven't seen you in a minute, Matt. It's been since yeah. uh, Tom and Jerry. Yeah, and yeah, it's kind of been a minute. I'm kind of doing my own thing. Yeah, man. Well, welcome back to the to show, Matt. It's, it's nice to have you on, man. Um, and uh, you know it's great to be back, honestly. <laughs> um, we we do have another guest star hopping on. Hopefully, I haven't heard back from him, but hopefully he'll shoot me a message. Uh, Jr. from the West Virginia Commonplace Podcast. Um, hopefully, he'll be back on today. <laughs> if you ever watched Dallas, tell me the last name of Jr. and you, you'll get a Galaxy of Film sticker. Okay. Speaking of Galaxy of Film stickers, we do have the winners for the Fuck Jared Leto stickers announced, or the, the winners ready to announce for you guys. Um, I do want to apologize real quick. I, I'm a bit late for um, for the Twitter and Instagram thing. I, I meant I put the wrong date. I put the 2nd instead of the 8th for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, dude. That I don't know that's why. Nine it's days second. off, dude. Oh, yeah, no, I, I don't know why it is. That's seven. Yeah, you you can't read and you're bad at math, dude. I'm a yeah. film major, dude. Do I look like I give a shit? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, speaking of, it's it's been a minute since we recorded. Guy, it's kind of weird because we're recording this the night before it's uploaded. Um, yeah, it's weird. We haven't done an episode in like a week and a half. I know, dude. It's it is weird because we do these like weird breaks. We either record on Wednesday and Sunday, so it's real fast, or record like a Saturday and then not again till like another Saturday or some shit. Yeah, I mean, you know? it, or sometimes it's like a Saturday and then a, a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, of the next week because yeah, yeah. it stretched the hell out. <laughs> yeah, really, but, really gets me limp. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> but we do have the winners announced. Um, <laughs> So we have some good results, guys. Um, we, we do have good results, I assure you. This podcast, or not the podcast, excuse me, this giveaway was successful. Um, yeah! And I want to go ahead and say, every single person that entered this giveaway has, like, every person who entered is getting a sticker. <laughs> yeah! Because um, we, we had 10 Woo! people enter total. <laughs> no. Let's go, baby! This is double digits, yeah. Yeah, that is double digits, bro. Yeah, so suck it, um, suck it, suck it single. Digits. Some people took advantage. That's and... more than my body count. Oh, wow. TMI, TMI, bro. My best one. Should I call the police? 
My bad, my bad, my go, bad, my go bad. No, it. dude, I'm, I'm not, I'm not Gates. <laughs> um, some people did take advantage and went ahead and uh, um, entered on multiple platforms, which is perfectly fine. It helps us out Fuck either yeah. way. Fuck yeah! So let's go ahead dude. and announce the the winners for the the Thank two you, on Instagram. Dragging that one out. Yeah, right. <laughs> Number one on Instagram, who you are getting a fuck Jared Leto sticker. Uh, Let's go. At they call me underscore bub. This is a co-worker of mine. He he loves the podcast and he is getting a, a sticker for sure. Alright, um, let's see. Number two for the winner on Instagram at three N N I R O C three Neroke. I think it's nicotine. Yeah, three nicotine. <laughs> <laughs> AKA uh, Kareen, I hope I'm saying this right. Kareen Scott, you are you winning a fuck you, Jerry Little sticker. Congrats to you two. Um, we'll go ahead and go on to the two on Twitter. Twitter, excuse me. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Yeah, I've had a little bit of a, a little bit of a drink tonight. Yeah, that was that was a bad pun. I don't even know what I'm talking about, dude. I'm tired. I'm fucking tired, okay? That's all right, dude. I'll take over this as a host now. Okay, go right. ahead. And go our, ahead. our next winner of the sticker is Max. Read off the name because I don't have him in front of me. Exactly. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> dude, just read him off, man. Uh, number one, uh, the first winner for Twitter is Ayo. It's Kareen. Same winner from the Instagram one. <laughs> Ayo, it's Kareen. I, I want to go ahead and Thank say you, this, this woman, she randomly found us. Not from the podcast, but from our Twitter Okay. And she, okay. Danilo, I think you called me this night. This is the person that was like t- adding us on Twitter, like tweeting yeah. about Jared Leto. Oh yeah, dude. Oh, no. Wait, okay. Who is this, guy or girl? This is a woman. Okay. Shout out to you. The phone was blowing up, and I thought I had you know late night booty call, but instead it was <laughs> it was just you talking about fucking Jared Leto and how you hate his guts. So, thanks for getting my hopes up, but we do appreciate the entry to the giveaway. For sure. So, you're getting two fuck you, Jared Leto stickers, and she she was thrilled. She retweeted this, I think, two or three times. Why what an she icon. She this, this sticker badly, dude. So, you're getting two of them. Congratulations to you. Ooh. I got a little bit of heartburn coming on. Jesus Christ. I need oh, a thumbs bone. Oh, no. You got, a, you got a what on? Yeah, a heartburn, dude. I'm getting excited over here. Oh, I thought you said a hard on. I'm like, whoa, dude, stop the homo. <laughs> Anyways, second winner for Twitter entries is at 1981mag. This is Mark. He's coming on our show next week. And he's he's been a true supporter for this show, man. He's I don't he, know who that is. He's a personal friend of mine. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, he doesn't really care about the show if I don't know who he is. So. Okay, well, anyways, congratulations. You are also getting a fuck you, your little sticker. All right. Um. So I, I decided to do a TikTok, and I know I did three on Instagram. I was like, I'm gonna do a TikTok. Can you shut the fuck up, asshole? Sorry, my bad, my bad, my bad. Um, did you see Charlie D'Amelio? Shut the fuck up. I got, a, I got a lot of, I got a lot of views on the TikTok. Did I, got our giveaway? I had a hundred and seventy-two views on this on this video. Anyone at um, the hype house? Can you shut the fuck up? Sorry, Tully. Thank you. Anyways, um, 172 views on this TikTok. However, I only had one entry. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Hey, you fucking retards who are listening, watching his TikToks, but but not entering the giveaway. 
fuck you. You don't deserve our free stuff. <laughs> God, well, let's hear the person who did win it. Let's hear his name, Max, or her name. They deserve it. Uh, my girlfriend, Hannah. <laughs> let's fucking go, oh. baby! <laughs> fuck everyone who watched that and didn't enter. You could have won free shit. Yeah, so congratulations, Hannah. You're getting a fuck you shit. Hannah, we love you. Thank you. Thanks we for being you, supportive, Hannah. babe. Love you. Um, all right. Come Let's... on the show, Hannah. She already was. She was on our WandaVision finale episode. I, yeah, I yeah. see that one. Oops. Bruh. <laughs> all right. Let's go ahead and is. go over the, the five winners who left iTunes reviews. And I want to go ahead and say... Thank a sincere thank you to everyone that left an iTunes review. We got some pretty yes, thank you, pretty thorough ones too coming in. Um, however, some person I don't know if this was for the giveaway left a blank review, so I couldn't see who entered. <laughs> Sick one, dumbass. <laughs> so thanks for the the blank review, whoever you are. <laughs> um, number one is Gamer Harold. He. Let's fucking go, baby! He added on saying, I enjoy this podcast very much. Max Danilo and Nick are really cool and knowledgeable when it comes to movies. And you, Gamer Harold, we love you. You are an absolute legend. He's probably our number one supporter. And I'm oh, very I'm happy sure. you, you're you winning a fuck you, Jared Leto sticker. So congratulations, <laughs> Harold. Dude, um, I'll send him my laptop. Go do for it, dude. Do me a, do me this guy's favor. an absolute icon. Do me a favor, my man. Um, if you ever go to Warner Brothers, the studio, just put that sticker just somewhere where they can see it. <laughs> or, you know, just put on Jared Leto's um, um, mailbox. trailer. Mailbox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll just yeah, go to his, his house and just... Hey, assault hey, him. Hey, Jared. Yeah, I'll, I'll assault him. <laughs> that sounds a little bit better. <laughs> uh, second winner for those left in iTunes review... Is Adam Outlaw. This man, I've known this dude for almost 10 years now. Almost. Um, we, we used to be Minecraft friends. Okay, buddy. Okay. And he has been That's like a, he's been like a huge supporter of like my old YouTube content and whatnot. So he left a review titled Five Star. Um, I enjoy this podcast as it gives me something to listen to as I work and l- something excuse me i enjoyed this okay. podcast as it gives and me something to, to listen to as i and work and seeing what max can do what uh, the hell you like that? the Anne frank joke <laughs> jesus christ but thank you adam for your five-star review um you are winning a fuck you jerry little sticker number, number three. three what's that echo? what's that echo dude why dude, am i why am echo? echo why the fuck am i what echo? just happened about some goddamn my... reviews Reviews. Hello. Oh, it's up now. Hello. 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 No, it's still there. Okay. Well, what the fuck is going kinda, on, Matt? Jesus sorry, Christ. Like I had like a bit of a connection issue. Hey, did my audio just get worse? No, you're okay. Okay, sorry, dude. I've just been beating the meat. All right, let's. What are you not beating your meat? What are you not beating your meat? Whoa. Okay, dude. Listen, man. You're a guest. You ain't Takari just yet. But we can get into it if you want, man. Okay, fine. Let's go. No homo. I'm afraid to die. Jesus Christ. Uh, number three for our iTunes reviews winner 
Um, Corrine Scott, yet again, she's getting three fuck Jared Leto stickers. Yay. Absolute fucking icon. Legend. And her review says, great podcast. I'm a new listener who saw us post about this podcast on Twitter. The members of this podcast almost dislike Jared Leto's involvement in DC films as much as me, and that intrigued me. <laughs> I will definitely be listening to more of your content. <laughs> This is the best review ever. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this review is going to make me be able to last longer. Yeah, you're, you're winning three of the fuck Jarelo stickers. Congrats, Korean. I hope I'm saying your name right. Sorry Hoorah. if I'm not. How is it spelled, bro? Uh, C-O-R-I-N-N-E. Congratulations on winning sticker. You're just not going to say the name? <laughs> I, I don't know how to pronounce it. I can't read, dude. So when you spell something to me, I just can't read it. Gotcha. Um, number four, Willie Garotti. I think, uh, dude, I, I work with this dude, and he, he's a wonderful human being, but I've never said his last name my entire life, so I have no fucking clue if I'm saying that correctly. But Willie, Sick. my good sir, you are one a fuck your little sticker. His review says, listen to this podcast, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Gotta make sure your point is across. And it says, The creator of this podcast is obviously really passionate about the topics he's discussing because it shows. As a new listener, I highly recommend giving Galaxy a film a listen. You should subscribe to this guy's podcast. You won't regret it. That's exactly right. You won't regret this at all. Thank you, sir. And you are winning a fuck Jared Leto sticker. And we have one more winner. Do you, okay. do you guys? We got one more? Are you ready for this? Nope. Are, are you ready? Nope. Are, are you ready? Yeah. This, the winner is Austin Davis, another co-worker of mine. Dude, this man, oh. any any Galaxy of Film sticker Sick. I've given him, he puts it straight on his car. Oh, it's this guy. This guy's lit, dude. The, the, yeah, th this guy. That's all you gotta say. I'll put the picture in our group chat. Yeah. I, I posted on our story. Guy. This dude is dedicated. He wants this sticker on his fucking car. How big is the sticker, dude? Bigger than the ones you sent me? It's like three of the, the regular promotional stickers. Good. Good size. Good size. Good yeah. size. Um, so his review is titled, Just Flat Out Entertainment. Absolutely love the podcast. Topics and discussions are not only hilarious, informative, and uncensored, but just a great listen all around. The in-depth review on movies, TV shows, and other entertainment aid in selecting new things to watch, too. I highly recommend giving just one episode a listen, and you'll easily find yourself falling find yourself falling in love with the personality and atmosphere of this podcast. Aww. Yeah, dude, that's way too much to fucking read. But uncensored, we fucking love to hear it. Jesus we Christ. fucking love. It. <laughs> thank you so much, Austin, and thank every one of you guys for entering into our first giveaway. This has helped, especially the ones that enter in for the iTunes reviews. Um, we we've got a good amount. We've got six from this from this review or from this um, entry. Are we double digits? We we should be double digits. We should be at 10. I'm hard. Yeah, man. So thank every one of you. I'll be in touch with everybody to get your, your shipping information to send you the exclusive Fuck Jerry Little stickers. And I'm going to send you guys some bonus Galaxy of Film stickers as well. Because that's just how good we are over here. You know it, man. You know it. You know us. Mm -hmm. um, how long was that? <laughs> Let's go ahead and get into the news, guys. Yay. You sound fucking excited, Matt. What the hell? Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Dude, probably because I'm, 
Yeah. I'm always excited. I'm always excited. Maybe because I'm praying for the sweet release of death. But anyway, but beyond that, what's uh, what? Shut okay. the car. Shut the car. I know you you been thinking about this too. Ooh. Ouch. Uh, I happen. Let's go ahead Um, <laughs> get right into it. The new trailer for The Bad Batch show dropped... Dec- um. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, bro. I will fucking kill you, your family, your aunt, your uncle, your oh. girlfriend, Whoa. your dog. Whoa. You okay? You Don't ever call me that again, bro. This is like your third time almost, almost calling me his name, bro. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm not pulling O.J. Simpson if he did it. Jesus. Um, yeah, Bad Bad Show came out. Danilo, what are your thoughts on this trailer? It looked good. I think there should have been things they should have saved for the show. Um, that Rex cameo, I thought for sure it should have been saved for the for the show. Um, yeah, definitely. It looks interesting. It looks good. Um, I'm always excited to see Filoni, you know. But I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because I was just turned off from the Mando season 2 a bit. Or you know that I think just I just want new Star Wars content, what have you, like new and original, like not same old characters. But the trailer looked good, but it didn't get me as hype as I would have liked it to. Okay. Yeah. How do Tarkin you f- look great? Though. How do you feel about Omega? Who the kid? Yeah, the kid. I, I kind of like it. I. I have to see it play out. It looked like it was shoved in there for some reason for me, but like I said, I just have to see it play out. Um, Filoni hasn't let me down yet, so we'll see. Yeah, that is that's the last clone produced. Okay, a, see, I didn't know that. Did they mention it in the trailer? So no. In the okay. two thousand three Clone Wars, the the red um, arc trooper we we primarily follow, that's Alpha. That's the first clone. And so Omega meaning and this will be the last clone trooper. So I'm I'm wondering if we'll see Alpha brought into canon. Someone believes that you know when Tarkin's on the that shuttle and there's that Pauldron shock trooper. Yeah, they think that's him. I did see that. I just didn't know what they were referencing. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I like to, to see that play out. Here's the thing: it's Omega's not just the last clone. Omega's also a female clone. Mm-hmm. So I'm really curious, like, huh, what's that? What, what's going on with that? Yeah, that is true. I know there was, um, and I forget what, what content, I think it was a book, where there were female stormtroopers. Yeah. But I don't remember anything about female clone troopers. So that's going to be an interesting storyline for sure. Um, do you have any other thoughts on this trailer, Matt? Um, no, I mean, like, like the car he said, um, I mean, I'm, I mean, what probably... What the? What the? <laughs> The new, the new, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Don't kill me. Don't kill me, my family. I'm killing myself tonight. <laughs> okay, well, what the Dilo said. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, um, I agree. They should have just pulled off on that Rex scene until, like, you know, um, later on. Mm. It's kind of like, the, like what they did with Mandalorian. It's kind of like, you know... We didn't. We didn't know Bo Katan was gonna be in it. There were rumors, but we didn't know she was actually gonna be in it until like um, the episode came out. But I'm kind of way more. I'm kind of excited more because I'm the Star Wars guy. I love anything that is Star Wars. Yeah. Except Rise of Skywalker. Okay, maybe except Rise of Skywalker. But 
But but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really curious about Omega and how she's going to fit into everything. Mm-hmm. It's you know to me the good to me it's always interesting to see the transition between the Republic to the Empire, and when the clone troopers became became the stormtroopers, like when they got rid of the clones and they started using regular ass humans as stormtroopers. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that transition for sure. So yeah, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. All so, right, and I, can't right. Say, and I can't say no to um, Minya 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 Wen. I, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Oh, Fennec. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Hmm. Um, yeah. Oh. Next up on the list, we have uh, some photos were were leaked out today of the live action CW Powerpuff Girls. Um, I gotta say, personally, you know, I don't know if you guys ever grew up watching the Powerpuff Girls show. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I did. I love this oh, show. Okay, I'm glad, uh, Matt, did you, did you like the show growing up? Uh, you're talking about the original, or, or you're talking about the original, right? Like of the course, yeah. Yeah, because I know there's, like, two versions. Um, yeah, I grew up watching Powerpuff Girls. I, I loved it growing up. Like, I didn't care it was a girl's show. It was, like, it was funny. It was cute. I mm-hmm. like the, I like the care. There's Buttercup was always my favorite. Mine like, as well. Um, yeah. Um, high five. Um, but I don't know how I feel about a live action reboot because mm-hmm. I remember when they announced that everybody just went, "Oh no." Yeah, yeah. Oh no. I mean, I'm curious, but it all depends how I feel on the first episode when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Like I'll watch. Like knowing me, I'll watch it. I'll give it a chance, but it all depends how it hooks me onto the first episode. I feel but you I on that. CW is I, really a hit or miss, honestly, because there are a lot of their shows are primarily drama based. Yeah. Um, like I've been watching the Walker Texas Ranger reboot, and it's purely drama. I've never. I didn't even know they made a reboot to that. Yeah, one of the, Jerry Padalecki from Supernatural is Walker. Okay. It's like a family focused, which you know we don't ever see Walker's family in the Chuck Norris show. Yeah, um, it, it's something for sure. I, th- I'm here for the reboot after seeing the pictures because it looks like it'll embrace corniness. Yeah, like we're seeing them in the bright colored dresses. So I think that looks cool. Yeah, yeah, um, that's the thing though. As long as they know the show they're remaking, it should be good. Like you know. I don't mind some drama, but just remember where this show came from. Yeah, exactly. That's how I feel about it. It's but everybody's doing this re- because everybody's doing this reboot thing where it's like you know I don't mean to go on a tangent or anything, but they're doing like this thing where it's like we have to make these past incarnations darker and more serious. They did it with Archie with Riverdale. They did it with I never saw it growing up. Um, they did it with Winks Club with um. Fate, a Wink Saga. Have you guys seen Fate, a Wink Saga? I've never even heard of that. Yeah, it's no. on. Okay, it's on Netflix. It's based off like this cartoon that came out when I was like in middle school, I think, called Winks Club. It's like it was it was a girl, it was a girl show, obviously, but this show is like super violent. Um, the Netflix version. It's super violent. It's needlessly they needlessly curse. It's like it's edgy for the sake of being edgy. Let's just say that. Okay. And I just hope. The, the Powerpuff Girls reboot isn't going to be, you know, dark and edgy just for the sake of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I agree on that for sure. I okay, hope it knows what it is. Rant. 
That's like TED Talk. <laughs> um, Danilo, how do you feel about the Powerpuff Girls reboot happening? Uh, this might be the one CW show I tune in for. Uh, I, I don't follow the CW. I don't give a single fuck about it. But I liked the Powerpuff Girls growing up. And yeah, it looks corny, the set photos. But I think, you know, with a little editing in their budget, you know, let me get, they'll spice it up a bit, make it look somewhat cool. So yeah, I'm excited. I, I, my big, I wonder what Mojo Jojo is going to look like. That's my biggest thing. I, I was about to say, I am very curious to what he'll look like. If it'll be a full costume, if it'll just be CGI'd or what. I think, um, the, I think the one character, I think everybody's curious, the one villain's going to be um, fucking him. I don't, I don't think they, they need to touch that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm about to say, um, how, you, I'm like, um, how are you guys going to tackle him? Yeah, I'd rather not have a neutered version of the character. Yeah. yeah. Um, next up, there's been some some leaks, rumors. Daniela, I want you to explain this regarding the Ahsoka show. Jesus Christ. Tell us. Whew. Hang on, I just gotta cool off for a second, because when I talk about live-action Star Wars TV shows, I, I tend to get a bit heated. Oh, no. Okay. So, discussing film, you know... I don't know if everyone, anyone's following on Twitter. I know they kind of rose up in the last year, year and a half, you know, with breaking news, shit like that. Um, Semi-right, 80% right, whatever have you. There's been a little rumor that the live-action Ahsoka show is going to be about Ahsoka's journey to find Thrawn to then find Ezra. I mean, that you makes... Know, that, yeah. No, that makes zero sense because Why? Rebels was about Sabine. The end of Rebels was Sabine trying to find Ezra, and Ahsoka helped. And this, and the Ahsoka show is taking place of a Rebels sequel. So they ditched a Rebels sequel, and they made an Ahsoka show because of the IP name to try and, con- and uh, end and continue that Rebels story. When, this, when Rebels wasn't about Ahsoka at all. She had parts in it, but it, w- it wasn't her journey. It was Sabine's and Ezra's, so I'm I'm pretty upset about it. Actually, I don't understand why they're doing this. I don't understand why they just didn't stick with animation. I don't. It seems like animation's working. I mean, Clone Wars was the second thing that was streamed besides the Mandalorian when you know for Star Wars content that came out or any content on on the Disney Plus series. So it upsets me that they're doing this. Quite honestly, um, I don't see why Ahsoka is taking the charge for to finding this. Well, it's well, it's like you said because Ahsoka is the more recognizable person. Not saying Sabine Wren isn't recognizable, but it's like I'll put it I'll put it this way: everybody knows who Luke Skywalker is. Most people know who Ahsoka is. Some people know who Sabine Wren is. Not because the character is unpopular or any mm-hmm. or anything, but. Then why well, not just well, make a Rebels, a, an, an actual Rebels sequel with Sabine Wren Man, so you get Man, your Rebels fans back in there? Mandalorian is kind of a Rebels sequel if you really think about it. It's more of a spinoff than a sequel. Ma- the Mandalorian doesn't know what the hell they're doing in season two. <laughs> what, the, what the fuck are you talking about? They, know, they don't know what they're doing. The Mandalorian season two is bad. What? Um, I'm sorry. What? what? Yeah, it's bad, man. <laughs> how, how so? It, people think it's a good series because it masks itself with fan service, which people want to see. It was people, so much forced cameos in this oh my, show. Oh my god, it makes perfect sense for the cameos, though. 
because they wrote themselves in a corner where it would be the only thing to show up in that show. The episode called The Heiress. Who did you think was going to show up? I don't know, man. That's what I'm exactly, saying. They wrote themselves exactly. into a corner. Yeah, they wrote themselves in the corner where it's called The Heiress. So they're like, okay, let's just throw Bo-Katan in here and all of Death Watch. Or whatever they're called. The Death new Watch Death Watch or whatever. Death Watch not even a thing anymore. <laughs> Listen, man, The Mandalorian Season 2 is bad, and I'm quite upset that they're not doing okay, animation okay, but, Rebels. Okay but, okay, but listen, but listen, if when you introduce something like the Darksaber in Season 1, you're going to have to bring in um, Bo-Katan. I don't see any. Bo-Katan's the only one who does make sense. Everyone else doesn't make sense in that but, show. Okay but, okay, but he's look, okay, but Din Djarin is looking for a fucking Jedi. Introduce a new Jedi. Introduce a new Jedi. Introduce a new Jedi. Introduce a new character. They can't introduce a new character, a new Jedi. What do you mean they can't, man? They're the biggest IP in the world. They can introduce whatever they want. Wait, wait, wait. Who else would Bo-Katan know besides motherfucking Ahsoka? Who else would she know? No one, because she wasn't, she didn't need to point you to a Jedi. She didn't need to point you to a Jedi. The only thing Bo-Katan needed in this episode was to explain how she lost the Darksaber, which, oh, by the way, she said maybe one line about how she lost the Darksaber. Bo-Katan is the only fan servicey character that's somewhat acceptable because the last time we saw the Darksaber, it was with her. So now we naturally ask ourselves from a storytelling standpoint, okay, how'd she lose that? So, okay, Bo-Katan comes in there, that's great, man. And we hear the one line about how she lost it. Okay. But that's where it needed to stop. I didn't need to see Boba Fett. I didn't need to see Luke Skywalker. And I didn't need to see Ahsoka. As much as I love Ahsoka and love the Clone Wars, I didn't need to see Ahsoka in the Mandalorian season I don't two. see and I don't need this Boba Ahsoka. Fett. And I don't need, and I don't need an Ahsoka series only, that continues the Rebels storyline when Ahsoka wasn't even part of Rebels. Right. You're acting like... Dude, you're acting like Ahsoka was in like the entire fucking season. She was only in one episode, and her episode was great. It makes perfect sense, story-wise, why it does. He's looking for a Jedi, and she can't train um Grogu because she represents a past set, like a past version of the Jedi that they couldn't train them because of their emotions. That's why we needed Luke. Luke's the only known Jedi, and people complain about that shit too. Yeah, I mean, like even in Empire, is he the Empire Jedi? Excuse me. Yoda says there is there is no other Jedi. It's it's Luke and Yoda. And okay, Obi-Wan. and look at now. Now we make Ray. It doesn't matter, dude. They could have introduced. That is a different. I, that's years even, later. Even the other dude's still alive. Whatever his name is, Cal. Cal Kestis. We don't know that for sure. That was just a. Uh, we don't know that. We don't know. They can make that in the show if they wanted to to give us something new and original. But they don't, because they it rely on fan service to carry be, this show, which it did, because look at you two. You two like, love the show. I don't, because it's not good storytelling. At the end of the day, it's not good storytelling. It may be good fan service, but it's not good storytelling. Jesus Christ. Ugh, Matt, I'm glad you like The Mandalorian Season 2. <laughs> Thank you, yes. I like Frog Lady. Shut the fuck up. Okay, up next on the news list. um, A Ghostbusters Afterlife clip came out, and we're getting mini Stay Puft Marshmallow Men. Matt, what are your thoughts? I know you're a Ghostbusters fan. Yeah, I'm I'm looking. I'm excited for it. Like, I can't say, like, it's my excitement, like, at 
peak, but I'm curious to see what they're going to do with this Ghostbusters. I do love this. I do love what they're going for, like like a new generation kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm basically more excited about this than the reboot that came out. Oh yeah. I mean, not, not because they were all women, because I know people might think Bruh. that. It's like, no, no, it just wasn't a good movie. It wasn't written well. It wasn't funny. It just, it was just a, it was just a bad movie, which is a shame because all, all the actresses were funny. Yeah, no, I agree. It wasn't good. I lost brain cells when I watched that. Yeah, any any other comments about the mini, uh, you know, the mini Stay Puffs? <laughs> 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 he looks cute and delicious, and I want to eat him. Jesus Christ. Daniel, do you have any comments I about the mini Stay Puffs? I've never guy. seen a Ghostbusters movie, um, so I don't I don't even know who the Stay Puff guy is. Okay. I thought I thought he was a bad guy, but it looks like from this he's a semi-decent guy. Well, no, because he's burning his other fellow mini dudes. Okay, well, um, he looks fucking cute. Next up on the list. I don't care list. about this movie at all. Next up on the list, uh, Sylvester Stallone will not be returning for Creed 3. Do you guys have any comments? That upsets me. I like Creed 2. I like Creed 2 better than Creed 1, and I felt like they should have ended his story in Creed 3. I mean, but. I mean I'm mean, i bummed that there's not going to be no Rocky in Creed 3, but I don't know. To me, it makes sense for his character not to show up because it really felt like that his story kind of ended properly with Creed 2. I mean, mm-hmm. his greatest his greatest rival, Drago, like, you know, all no, it kind of it ended it ended there. Like that whole beef between him and Drago just just ended and therefore his entire path was kind of ended. Like it it, it all came for full circle. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, I agree on that. He did have a good I mean, send off. I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm curious to see how this movie will do without Rocky. But you know, um, the director. No, 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 no. Michael B. Jordan is the director. I forgot. I forgot about that. Yeah, um, his directing debut. I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah, I mean, Michael B. Jordan. You know, he's made some. He's been in good shit. You know, so I'm looking forward to it. The man hasn't let me down before. Well, he let me down with Fantastic Four, but you know, he he didn't direct that. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Uh, let's see. Next up, Gal Gadot has revealed that Joss Whedon threatened to harm her career if she disagreed shot. with how um, how he was shooting and rewriting the character of Wonder Woman in the Justice League cut that he did. Um, and he even says he doesn't like taking shit from people, not even Robert Downey Jr. What what are your thoughts, Danilo? Warner Brothers is in just a pile of shit right now. Their whole <laughs> universe. Matt and I were talking about this before the podcast episode started. Their whole universe is just a pile of dog shit right now. It we're really still is. talking about a movie that's bad. That was supposed to kick off this franchise. That was that came out four years ago. That's exactly. bad. That's bad. Mm-hmm. It's embarrassing because if we look at the Schneider cut, which I didn't like, but a lot of other fans did, you know, they love it. And they're comparing it to this other shitty movie that came out years ago and all this news keeps on breaking. You know, I stand with Ray Fisher or whatever the hell keeps on happening. Gal Gadot's story broke. So it's Warner Brothers is in a pile of shit. 
right now. And I, they and need I to figure this, something out fast. And I said this, and I said this, that um, when it comes to the MCU, I mean, the MCU has its own problems, too. I'm not going to act like it's perfect, because it's not. Mm-hmm. But think about it. Have you ever heard of shit like this from any Marvel movie? No, have you man, ever heard, not one bit. Have you, ever, have you ever heard Marvel fans campaign for a release, say, um, Whedon Cut of Avengers, a release of Ryan Coolidge, whatever, whatever his last name is, for Black Panther? Ryan Coogler? Coogler, thank you. But, um, no, you haven't. Because cause cause pretty much everybody who worked on a Marvel film has a great time. All the, the cast loved each other. They loved the directors. Mm-hmm. And you, and that, and that's, the, and that's the thing. And that's the thing, though. Like Marvel is clearly winning in terms of the cinem- comic cinematic movie universe. Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah. This also uh, going off of Matt again to shows that Warner Brothers have no control over this they, is they really don't think about it. Other movie studios, yeah, maybe something breaks like that comes years down the line. But nothing of the high-end studios, nothing of Star Wars, nothing of um, Marvel. So that DC, the fact that DC is having this problem of shit-talking, you know, past projects and saying how bad it was to be on set, it, it just shows that Warner Brothers has no control over any of the actors anymore. They're free yeah. to do what they want. I mean, mm-hmm. there, maybe some actors have class. I'm not saying Ray Fisher and Gal Gadot don't have class, but maybe some other people just like, okay, I'm not just gonna, I'm not gonna touch it, which is fine if they don't want to. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they can just have anyone come out and say whatever they want about how bad their studio is, I don't know why anyone w- would want to work with them continuously exactly. after seeing everything that's coming out continuously on a daily basis. It feels like weekly at, the, at least. At the very least, Josh Whedon. I'm, I'm pretty. I, I, I'd be surprised if Joss Whedon gets like a major movie deal again. After I hope not, so man. Joss Whedon's a piece after, of shit. After, like, can yeah, some after, like, nice? What was that? Can someone tell me why Warner? If and maybe I missed it, why Warner Brothers have hasn't denounced Josh Whedon? Because if, like, because, is there a reason why all this shit keeps coming? Like, that's another clear sign of they have no control over their actors or anything anymore i don't think whedon signed on for anything with them they just they just grabbed yeah they just grabbed them because ah. oh shit Zack snyder is dealing with his own thing um bring in whedon because he helped marvel with avengers one that was pretty good yes yeah, yeah, okay. i don't think it's okay. like a concern to them because he's not on payroll anymore you know i know he's on payroll but they still have the movie up though they still are trying to make money off that movie the, yeah but know. i mean it's one of those things they don't have to address it in, in terms of them, because it's, what, what's it going to affect? You know, people are yeah. wanting more of the DC stuff now. But it can accomplish a lot if they do address it, in my opinion. Yeah, and I, I can see that, but I just don't see them doing it. Yeah, I don't see them doing it either. You know, I, I think, just didn't know if they did and I missed it. You know? I feel like this is just their mic drop. They they gave in, they released the Snyder Cut. This is like, this is what you guys get. <laughs> Leave us alone about it. That's yeah, why they haven't made any more comments. Yeah, and fans have asked them. I forgot to bring this up earlier. Um, fans have now asked for an eight or eight or cut. God, fuck it's, no! It's I don't want that for Suicide Squad. I mean, <laughs> it's not. As, I mean, it's not as strong as um the Snyder cut, but WB just said no. We're not doing that. Yeah, dude. F- fuck David Ayer. 
Yeah. Fuck, fuck the Suicide Squad. Fuck Suicide Squad, not the Suicide Squad. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that movie. Glad, luckily, we don't have to watch the first movie to know what the fuck's going on with the Suicide Squad. I'm hoping there's some references. Make it make it worth my while that I actually watch I mean, that shit. I mean, there, I, mean, there's, I mean, there might be references, but nothing that's going to be like, oh shit, do I have to watch the original? It's like, no. Okay, good. <laughs> well, yeah, I know that, but you know what I'm saying, man. I get you. <laughs> But yeah, uh, let's see what's next on the list. Um, Daniel, I know you've got to be excited for this one. Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer will star in Jordan Peele's next horror film. I know you're a big Daniel Kaluuya fan. Are you? Are you pretty hyped for this news? Yeah, I'm a big Jordan Peele fan as well. Um, I like to. I like this Twilight Zone. I like Get Out. I like Us. Key and Peele. Keanu. That little fucking cat movie he made. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, Daniel Kaluuya is one aspiring actor who I'm, you know, every film that he's putting out is just better and better than his last. So, Kiki Palmer, I'm not really familiar with her filmography, if she even has any, but I am excited for this. I like how this is kept pretty under wraps. Most of his projects are. Um, So I'm very, very much looking forward to this. And I'm very happy he's coming back to work again with Jordan uh, Jordan Peele. I think that'll be a great collaboration again. And if it's anything like Get Out or Us, I see Oscar noms for both of them if not you know one or the other so you you don't know kiki palmer from anything no she's um she was on disney singer oh she was in that um that jump rope movie the spelling bee one with lawrence Uh, fishburne no i don't think so i'm looking up right now give me a minute uh but uh, matt how do you feel about this i'm pretty excited personally yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I, I, honestly, I honestly haven't really heard that much news from it, but, you know, every time I hear, like, you know, a Jordan Peele movie, I'm, like, kind of just on the edge of my seat, like, ooh, what's he making now? Yeah, he's a great actor, or, excuse me, great director. Yeah, because I loved Get Out, I loved um, Us, I mean, but if I have to choose, I think Get Out, I, I prefer Get Out over Us. I think Us is, I think Us is bad, I just, I just, Get Out's just my favorite out of the two, um. I think it is but, his mine as well. But um yeah, whatever but yeah, he but yeah, I'm looking forward to his new movie. Um I know Candyman is coming out. Like he's not he didn't direct it, but I know he has he produced it. Man, right? <clears throat> he he produced it. it. So, you know, so you know, that's all I need to see Candyman. I'm I'm excited for Candyman, dude. I I enjoy the original for sure. Definitely. Oh, Candy I I re- I watched that um over quarantine when we were starting quarantine like so last year sometime yeah. love the movie so i was super excited for the new one yeah man for sure uh next up again daniel i know you've got to be excited rick and morty season five was announced this week fuck yes dude i was hyped this show started in 2013 and we're only on four seasons he is pretty so, crazy you know like it's almost every year every year and a half we get a season so the fact that it was this big of a turnaround Super mm. excited for it. I know people are saying Rick and Morty's kind of falling off. Season four ain't as good as season three or the other ones. I personally think it's actually getting better and it's getting more sophisticated and deep. How a lot of fans always think Rick and Morty is to begin with. I just think now they're elevating their story and making making it seem even more smarter. Um, for you know, it's still good for casual viewers. But I think they're elevating the storytelling. So I'm super excited. And the quick turnaround, I love. Still need to see uh, season four. 
Grab the box set, dude. It's like sixty on Amazon. I know, man. I'm I'm gonna get the box set when it's complete, though. When the show eventually ends. You think it's gonna end soon? Um, soon. I'm not sure the way their their turnarounds are. <laughs> um, yeah. I could see it ending like season six, maybe. Really? I hope it doesn't, man. I hope it doesn't either. But I I could see it. Um, yeah, it almost feels right. like it's been a struggle to get the last two seasons out. Yeah, that guy died though. I know for season four for the start, so that was really hard on the whole team. I think they really took a break there as well. So, uh, Matt, are you excited for Rick and Morty season five? Yeah, I'm looking forward to Rick and Morty season five. I am honestly, I I need to catch I need to catch up because I didn't because you know I've been I haven't been watching since season two because I've been watching like a shit ton of other shows. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, once I catch up, you know. But I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. Gotcha. Um. Next, the Space Jam Legacy trailer dropped, and yeah. I made I made a TikTok about this. Um, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> Personally, I'm I'm not that excited for this anymore. Um, I'm not a fan of the of the 3D animation too terribly much. I I I think someone on Instagram, if I'm not mistaken, commented on our post about it, talking about how. You know, yeah, he they get the 3D animation choice is just a way to introduce kids to the series. Um, now that 3D animation is kind of mainstreamed for animation styles, <clears throat> it's pretty 2D. Whether we like it or not. Yeah, and I mean, that, that's fine. I just think it looks kind of funky when this serves as a sequel. I get it. Compared to a reboot know, or remake. I don't even know if it is a sequel, honestly, because the original movie, well, I've seen it so many times, I can pretty much repeat the lines beat by beat but um because the original movie was about aliens and the looney tunes live like in the center of the earth however that works and this mm-hmm. movie is about them living like in the server verse which with all the other warner brothers properties which i'm gonna say right now i fucking love that idea i hate uh, it all... what that is my least uh, that's my biggest cry about this dude it feels like a showcase of warner brothers saying this is all the shit we own Suck it. You know what? I, I like this better than Wreck-It Ralph 2. Because Wreck-It Ralph 2 did it worse. It reminds me of Wreck-It Ralph 2, man. I talked about that in my little video. I, I fucking hated Wreck-It Ralph 2. I know, but in a, I know, but in a, I know, but in a, in, in a movie like Space Jam, where we're, where we're having the Looney Tunes team up with LeBron James against an evil AI, you know, we're, mm-hmm. you know, it's already a ludicrously stupid concept you know i say go go all out go go 15 out of 10 with it yeah i suppose dude i'm just not excited for that um and cyber cheetle looks pretty awful too <laughs> Ooh? Oh. cyber cheetle oh like oh like when he was like in that blue when he was like that blue yeah thing. it looked horrible dude yeah i thought it was funny looked absolutely horrible um danilo do you have any thoughts on space sham legacy yeah, I didn't give a single shit about Space Jam One. I don't give a shit a single. I didn't give a single shit about Space the Space Jam Two, Next Gen, whatever the fuck they're gonna call it. Um, however, this trailer looked actually kind of good to me. It made me a bit interested in the movie. I made a little tweet about it, and I'm, but I am with you, Max. Looks good. You know, story looks pretty cool. Looks you know fun, silly, whatever you have. Uh, not a fan of the 3D animation. Would have liked that they kept it to 2D, but yeah, also yeah. the IP stuff is really upsetting to me. Why? What's the point of it? 
Mm-hmm. Does it? Fit? Why is it fitting the story? Or are we just throwing it in there because Wreck It Ralph did it? So we're gonna do it because it's familiar to kids, you know, and so we can show kids, hey, this is what we have in our arsenal here at Warner Brothers, HBO Max. I get, so, yeah, I get I'm with you though, Max. Yeah, I man. Okay, when you okay, honestly, when you put it like that, I get it. That because in the original movie, because in the original movie, um, it wasn't that. It was like it was like everybody from the Looney Tunes. Um, cartoon watching them play basketball. So, I don't know. I guess it makes sense for this plot. But I don't know why they don't have the other universe. I don't know. I guess I have to wait till the movie comes out. Yeah, I'll wait till it comes out as well and, you know, give it a fair shot. If it fits, it fits. If it doesn't, then, you know, but I'm, I'm sure, but I'm sure all, But I'm sure all the Hanna-Barbera and Iron Giant um, DC fans... Game of Thrones fans will get a kick out of it, just to you know, just to say, just to say like, oh, oh, guys, check it out. Um, nineteen sixty whatever's Joker's in there. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm just not too excited. <laughs> um, <laughs> last up in our news segment, so a bit of sad news. Oh, um, no. I know it's not necessarily film related, but his music's used a lot in films. Um, DMX has overdosed from uh, from cocaine. Yeah. He's currently on life support, and it was announced today. Not only is he on life support, he he, he has COVID now from being in the hospital. He's got COVID. Yes, oh, no. I hear that. So tomorrow, the day this episode will be uploaded, they'll be releasing um, brain testing to make sure if he does have brain function still. Which it's a pretty sad situation, man. Yeah, because. When I I, cause I posted it on my stories that rest in peace DMX and you met and you Max you message me like wait is he dead? Because, yeah, man. Yeah, because when I yeah because I because I heard that early in the early in the morning and you know how the new how the news works like news gets updated every single time and when I heard the news they they said DMX overdose DMX is dead until like an hour or so later that's when they said oh no we got the details wrong he's just on life support and I deleted mm-hmm. it like shortly after that but yeah so that that sucks because I like DMX I like his music I hope a miracle happens but I don't know yeah it is very sad Daniel do you have any comments uh, thoughts and prayers don't know who the fuck you're talking about what X going give it to you X don't give it to you. Yeah, that song was ruined for me when after Deadpool two came out, when everyone oh just started playing that song. That's that song's been out. That song's been out in like so many other things besides Deadpool. I'm just saying right now. <laughs> yeah, Matt, I want to hear you, you. You do a little bit more of that. Keep going. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, that wraps up for news. Let's go ahead and talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier. <sighs> Episode three. Daniel, are you liking this show at all, dude? Just liking it um no thinking it's okay and it's just another mcu type storytelling knowing it is what it is yeah it's fine okay um, matt are you enjoying the show um yes i am i mean i'm not expecting anything i'm not expecting anything like wandavision where like wandavision actually did like it's suspense pretty good mm-hmm. it just seems like a more like just more dumb action. Well, they already mentioned this was a buddy cop kind of thing, so you know I'm getting what I'm, you know, I'm getting what I expected. I haven't seen episode three yet, but you know, go ahead and talk about it. But yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. 
Yeah, not not much t- t- happens in episode three. Okay. Um, well, I mean, it does and it doesn't. There's no big cliffhanger. There's a character okay. revealed. Um, <clears throat> so Sam and Bucky, they they break out Zemo from prison. They have to team up, which we kind of figure from the trailer. Uh, it's cool seeing Zemo wearing the purple mask. I'm a fan of Zemo. the the mighty the my, Earth's Mighty Avengers, the the cartoon show. Yeah, where Zemo that. had the full purple suit, so I think it's pretty cool he has the mask finally. Um, his action scenes are pretty cool in this episode. Um, they go really, to it's the Zemo cut. Shut the fuck up! They go. I'm to... serious, dude. I I like that. He's the only redeemable thing about this show, in my opinion. Zemo. Yeah, I, I'm loving his character. As soon as he ha- hopped on the screen in this episode, loved it. I don't care for Falcon. I don't. And Bucky, those two, good chemistry. They're fine. Zemo's the one I'm more interested in, though. So when he danced for like 10 seconds, I want to see more of him dancing. <laughs> um, but they, they, he takes, he leads Falcon in Winter Soldier, you know, Bucky and Sam to. What was it? That was in China, right? Yeah, Mag, Maga, Magador, Mag, Maglador, some fucking um, city like that. Yeah, Wherever Dr. Doom's from. It's an that underground area? city, and the Power Broker is present, which is neat as another comic character. We don't see the Power Broker, but it's cool that it's name-dropped. Um, hey, money right now, Power Broker's Agent 13. You think so? I, I think so, dude. Maybe. But yeah, Agent 13 is in this episode, uh, Sharon Carter. Nice little return for the character. I'd never really cared for her in Civil War. I think she's in Age of Ultron, briefly. I didn't care for her at all. So, seeing her character didn't do too much for me. It was just kind of cool to but, see her come back. But it's, but it's kind of good. It's kind of cool, though, when we're bringing back some of the more obscure characters that have more of a spotlight when they didn't really get to originally. That's what I was, I was really appreciating WandaVision for doing, bringing Monica, um, Jimmy, and, and Darcy. So I'm glad yeah. this Jimmy! show is giving some spotlight to Sharon Carter. It just, she just isn't a character, and it's not. I don't think she'll get enough spotlight compared to those three, to where I will care but about that, her. Like, like you said, though, what, what, what I am enjoying about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, even though the show might not be for everybody, I do love that the sidekicks are now getting their own shows and not playing second fiddle. Mm-hmm. That's just my, that's just my personal take on it. And like you said, um, Jimmy, I want a Jimmy. Disney, if you're w- listening to this, we want a Jimmy Woo show. I want more Jimmy, Jimmy Woo. Woo. More Jimmy Woo is always more Jimmy. Woo, more Jimmy Woo. The Woo Files. Yeah. <laughs> that he discovers the X Men. Make it happen. Hire me. He should right. be the next Iron Man. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool, dude. <laughs> no, he'll be the, no. That's no. Let him be the next Doctor Strange. He, he's a magician now. Exactly. The next sor- Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. yeah, the the big reveal with this episode is, uh, and a lot of people on Twitter were were saying it was Okoye, when it's really Ayo, I believe is how you say her name. Yeah, what a bunch of racist fucks. Oh my god, you racist pigs out there, um, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I think I brought this up during our Snyder cut review. One of my favorite thing Marvel does is you have these seamless crossover cameos of other properties so seeing rudy um in the first episode was really nice seeing rudy who the fuck rudy rudy what the fuck is oh, War Machine? Rudy, rudy, bro. Rudy. Rudy. i'm like this ain't notre dame prep football anyway seeing rudy was pretty cool in the first episode of the show 
Um, I do appreciate seeing a Black Panther character come in. And we got another, uh, excuse me, another Captain America character, you know, Sharon Carter. I'm hoping we get a couple more of these throw-ins, dude. I'm all for it. Rumor had it that T'Challa was going to be in this. Who? Chadwick. Chadwick Boseman. T'Challa? Yeah, I remember there's a strong rumor before this show came out that Chadwick Boseman may be in this show. I don't know where they went. I don't know if anyone ixnayed that little comment, but I remember there was a strong rumor about it. A very strong rumor. And it was right before his passing, too. Oh, may- maybe then that'd be a pretty cool cameo. Yeah. We're gonna, yeah, but considering um, Baron Zemo is, like, the sole reason his father got killed, you know, that it would make sense why he would be, he would be kind of involved in in some way in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Hopefully that'd be that'd be pretty touching. Uh but yeah we, we see the the lab where the, the new super soldier serum was created and we get some more intel Sick. on the Sick. flag smashers and Sick. I'll be honest, even though we see a lot of flashy things in this episode, where are we at in this, you know, we we're basically back at the start of the episode. Yeah, exactly, dude. It there's no urgency to this show, in my opinion. WandaVision, it was gotta watch it, gotta watch it, gotta watch this. It's like I'll watch it when I get home from work, and I can go on Twitter and don't have to see any spoilers. And if I do, I don't care. Yeah, I agree on that. Well, well, WandaVision, um, this you can tell this WandaVision, this is gonna have this might have drastic effects in the future of the MCU in terms of in terms of Wanda anyway. High stakes. Yeah, considering now she's the Scarlet Witch, um, the multiverse might be a thing now because we heard because we heard her children in the final scene, in the post credit scene. So she might find a way to open the multiverse with Falcon the Winter Soldier. The whole question is basically like, well, who's going to take up the mantle? That's it. <laughs> yeah, it can be done in like a two hour episode, two and a half hour episode. Well, that's probably, that's probably why this show is going to be only six episodes, not nine. Yeah, yeah this know, this just has me excited more and more for Loki. If I'm honest with you, exactly, exactly. For I mean, that, I that mean, creativity. Hey, but, but I mean, hey, I mean, at least I'm glad, I'm happy to see more MCU stuff and see the universe expanding more. I, I am too, and. I talked about last episode. I am Cap is my favorite Marvel character, so I was very excited for this show. This was like I was more excited for this than Wandavision initially. Jesus, and I'm glad Wandavision came out beforehand because I think that was a real, a great way to kick back up the MCU after a year long hiatus. But this is this has really let me down a bit. I hope in episode four. We, we get more John Walker. I think the U.S. agent stuff is interesting. And I'm really hoping we get to dive into him being betrayed by the government. Yeah. And I hope he gives up the shield to Sam once he realizes what's happened. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. I want them to fucking fight. I don't well, want yeah, I understand. That that shield. I'm saying at whatever conclusion there is, if they fight or not, I want him to no, give up. No, if they fight the- or not. They need to fight. Okay. What I'm trying to say is I hope he gives up the shield and then eventually later on down the line we see, you know, in order to make up Sam realizing, yeah, this dude 
may not be Captain America, but he still has it where it counts in a certain certain manner. He might not be a super soldier, but he's still worthy of helping protect the country. He's no. still done the I work. I want Falcon to fly down, beat that guy's ass, rip the shield from him, and just drop kick his ass with the shield and be like, I'm Captain America now, bitch. No, I'm trying to well, say, I, I, I want like a proper to start to where we can maintain having a Captain America and the U.S. agent. Mm. Like I was saying, I, I think US it was in the last episode I... for um, Avengers West Coast. Yeah, you explained this to me, yeah. I would like to see that have a proper kickoff with this series. Kind of like how, um, where we eventually see it lead on later on, um, kind of like how we see White Vision go off in WandaVision. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm hoping we get that from this show out of everything. Kind of like, like Marvel, kind of like Marvel saying, like, you know, okay, your use is done. We'll, we'll, we'll call you if we need you again for a future movie. That's it. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say, I want somewhat of a, whether it be peaceful or angst behind it, I, I want there to be a transition to where U.S. agent will be established and we'll yeah, see him that. continue, not just John Walker. Or we just kill sure. him and be done with the character. I'm sure we'll see John Walker later on in the future. Um, do you have any um, final comments of this episode, Matt? I know there's not a ton to talk about in this episode. Not, 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 nothing much. But I will say this is about the actor Wyatt Russell. For anybody listening to this right now, please do not send death threats to Wyatt to Wyatt Russell. Please send death threats to him. Shit. Spit oh in those envelopes. Send <laughs> oh shit to my man's. He doesn't condone. I don't condone this. Jesus I'm Christ! Just I, don't yeah, really hate, yeah, this, I don't care for this yeah, show just, at all. Yeah, hate, yeah, hate, you know, hate the character, not the man. Don't listen to this guy here. He don't, he don't speak for me. Yeah, Daniel, do you have any uh, final comments on episode three of uh, Falcon Winter Soldier? I'm happy we're. Pro- I'm happy people are now being proven by. Uh, what was this? Sam Wilson or some bull- Sam, his character's name? I don't know. Someone from Falcon said, you know, it's going to be real nice to go back into the Marvel type storytelling now that that WandaVi- that crazy WandaVision stuff is over. And I'm thinking to myself, you absolute asshole. Yeah, WandaVision is one of the best things that has come out of the MCU. I'm a good, I'm just in my like opinion, what? better than Infinity War. And I hold Ooh. Infinity War as the top thing of the MCU. Anyway, though, I'm happy people are now realizing what marvel needs to do to switch it up and make people more interested is new creative things which is taking risks like loki yeah everyone was talking about that loki trailer when that dropped this week as well yeah. how amazing that looked how many theories people had there more theories have come out for the loki trailer than falcon winter soldier so mm-hmm. fuck you falcon winter soldier i can't wait till your show's done i'm just watching it so i can be caught up in mcu timeline i will say that i will say this though i still i think it's a good thing Falcon the Winter Soldier came out as kind of like at that levity. Like we just you know, WandaVision was all was kind of mysterious and kind of depressing in the end. You know, Falcon the Winter Soldier is like that right sort of like, okay, time for some dumb action. That's just my opinion. Yeah, that's just yeah. my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Just like no, just to breathe. Okay, that's all I gotta say. Yeah. So I think that's hey, host up. get off your fucking phone. Jesus Christ, dude. I think that about wraps it up for our Falcon or Soldier Episode 3 review. Um, Yep, not not a lot much for that, for sure. Let's go ahead and take a quick break before we dive into our main topic, Godzilla vs. Kong. We'll be right back. Yeah. 
and we're back and now we're here to talk about godzilla versus yeah. kong danilo why don't you go ahead and introduce this film for us i want to yeah, hear your thoughts thought. Dawson, over the host spot all right thanks doc anyway though guys let's talk about godzilla vs king kong this is a movie i think everyone's been waiting for at you know hbo max deal whatever get fucked hbo but i think everyone knew this was going to be a big picture event Mm. You know, like you need to be in a theater to get the most out of this movie. This is a continuation from the Kong versus Skull Island, one I personally haven't seen, but I know my boy Max has, and I think he enjoyed it. And this yeah, is a I continuation. And this, and then after that, we get Godzilla King of the Monsters, which is one I really, really enjoyed. I mean, it was just a fight at every fucking twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. And then we get the third one to wrap up this little trilogy here. Oh, this is- this is the fourth. Oh yes, the fourth. My bad. Uh, and then this is Godzilla versus Kong. I didn't realize um, that first one was Gareth Edwards. Yeah, you didn't know that? Mm, I, I never had interest in seeing it. Yeah, and then there was that one which he was only on screen for seven minutes, so we don't even talk about that one. Um, but yeah, Godzilla vs. King Kong is the movie. This follows, you know, the same storyline. Godzilla has come back to attack after King of the Monsters. He was, uh, he kind of left to go underwater do his own little shit. Um, but now he's coming back and attacking. And so the humans are like, yo, dog, what's happening? And God, and King Kong's are like, yo, I'm pretty upset too, dog. You put me in a chamber. So now something's really happening where everyone's saying the Titans are meant to clash. The Titans are meant to clash. And it was teased at the end of King of the Monsters. So we knew this fight was happening. Everyone's looking forward to it. Whoopty fucking do. Well, first of all, I'm going to turn to Matt and ask him, Matt, where did you see this movie? A theater or at home? Well, fun fact, actually, I saw this movie when it first came out on HBO Max, but I'm actually going to see the movie in theaters tomorrow with a friend. Good, because this was a movie people should see in a theater. I went to a theater. I actually ventured out and saw it. Um, I went at like a really late showtime because it was the only one that still had seats because of social distancing here in Michigan. Every early showtime was completely booked unless I wanted to sit front row, break my neck and, you know, look like Wanda. Uh, I know Max. How about you, dog? Dude, where'd you so go see this movie? I had to work on it. It came out on a Wednesday, which is weird. Yeah, weird time. Weird yeah. time. They wanted to probably beat the Easter rush, you know. I guess. Good Friday, everyone. So everyone down and blows Jesus. They had a four o'clock showing, and they had a uh, six forty-five showing on my IMAX okay. theater. Okay. Because I did see an IMAX, which is nice. Um, Lucky you, man. I was supposed to be off work at two. Yeah. Didn't get off work till three thirty. Motherfucker. So I was going to speed there and have Hannah meet me in the parking lot so I can change clothes. Yeah, do a little quickie too. And then as I was leaving the parking lot from work, I shit you not, because I have to take the interstate to get home on I-95. Yeah, we have that in Michigan. Yeah, dude. A tanker truck full of uranium. Holy shit. Crashed on 95. Should have told me I would have driven right down there and just driven right into that uranium. So, I mean, traffic stopped. Dude, it took me an hour and a half, two hours to get home. It's usually about 25, 30 minutes. So, I did not make the 4 o'clock showing. I made the 6.45 showing, which was sold out. I was, like, the last person to get tickets. Um, It was second row, and we're off to the left. Crooked neck is Holy shit, buddy. Um... And I want to go ahead and say, man, even though we do have social distancing seats, too, you know, um, can't have two people, in, oh, can't have a, someone in front of you for two seats, behind you or beside you. Dude, that didn't matter. 
people were buying tickets for the digital showing and sneaking in. So they were sitting in these open seats. <laughs> Seemed like a super spreader. And <laughs> even though we had some awful seats, this was a fucking event. Yeah, people were it was, screaming. Dude. Yeah. People were cheering. I haven't heard a crowd reaction like this since Endgame. Shut the fuck up. Don't ever say that again, dude. This movie I'm comes reaction, to Endgame. The crowd reaction Shut the f- was your, your loud. Retarded, bro. It was you loud, know, dude. You know what it is? This movie is like the perfect movie we needed in like since last year. Like you, we needed I was just needed, about like, to say we, that. We need like this kind of dumb fun action beat the fuck beat the fucking monster kind of movie. Yeah, I CGI know, explosions. I know on the back of the the Wonder Woman 1984 case, it says this is the movie we need this year. Yeah. No. <laughs> Godzilla Brothers, versus Godzilla, Kong. Bro. Godzilla versus Kong is the movie we needed. Um, this movie, in my opinion is doing what Christopher Nolan hoped Tenet would do. I think this is giving a people a reason to go to a theater again. With yeah. confidence. I, yeah. I, I Go ahead and can you talk about the plot? I'll give my, my final thoughts in a little bit. Okay, yeah, I'll turn it off in a second. Just let me uh, finish with the plot, like you said. So, whatever, you know, Godzilla's, like, really up and at him. Kong's really up and at him. And for some fucking reason... <laughs> They went off a conspiracy theory of the Hollow Earth, which is like um, everything in the Hollow Earth is just so fluorescent, so majestical. It's kind of what Journey of the Center of the Earth is based off. So they, so this corporation—I forget what the corporation's name is. Let's just Apex. call it Corporation. It was Apex. Go on. That. They wanted um, Godzilla to go down there and collect this little power. Because like all humans, as we know in all these movies, they feel they are superior to all monsters and all wildlife. So they want to create something which can wipe out the Titans, Godzilla and Kong. So they have Kong go down to the center of the earth, you know, big fucking whoop. He gets the power, whatever. We know this corporation's doing something, like I said, because they don't want these Titans to rule the planet. So what are they making that needs this type of power? Mega Godzilla. real quick. Um, I want to say real quick. Hollow Earth is fucking dope. The theory it, or the like the, the location we see in the movie that was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Um, okay, man, didn't know I seeing, asked for your thoughts. Seeing Kong <laughs> <laughs> jump yeah, no up problem. and having the gravitational pull change based on the hemisphere, I thought was neat. With it being like an inverted version of Earth. Um, in also in that scene, you're forgetting we we go into. The, the I guess you can call it a throne, the the mountain where the power is located, and yeah, we I'm see. Getting it, bro. I'm yeah. getting there, bro. Okay, continue then, asshole. <laughs> All right. So we see Mega Godzilla, you know, and he's really badass. However, Godzilla is going to where Mecha Godzilla is because he feels a disturbance. One could say, in the force, and Kong's in the center of the earth for some fucking reason to get this power. And Kong gets to this little throne place, and he thinks he's the master of the Titans, the king of the the king of the Titans. And he sees this axe, and he's like, "Oh wow, really cool weapon, guy!" And then he lets out a roar to show that you know I'm in the center of the earth, so get fucked. And Godzilla's like, "Yo, bitch, I'm actually king of Titans." So he fires down his blue little shit into the center of the earth, and it lights up his axe. And you're like, 
oh shit, we're about to get a battle going on all the while while Mechagodzilla is, you know, just chilling. And then we get the big fight in Tokyo. You know, oh no, Godzilla is defeating Kong. Real fucking sad. That's However, Hong though, Kong, you racist. Oh, Hong Kong? My bad. Yeah. Usually these are taking Hong place Kong. in Tokyo. Yeah, you fucking I guess they're racist. just not true to, uh, true to the source material. Wouldn't be the first time. Anyway, though, you know, Kong found this power, and so the corporation's down there with them. So while they're fighting, they take it to power at Mechagodzilla. And then here comes Mechagodzilla. He joins the fight after Kong's down and out for a round. And you're like, ah, shit. So Kong starts, uh, Godzilla starts fighting Mechagodzilla. And you're like, oh, my goodness. And then, you know, people love King Kong. So they're like, hey, King Kong, get up there, big guy. So King Kong gets up, and he joins the fight. And at the end of the day, Mechagodzilla loses. And... There really isn't a winner. Um, big big time spoiler there. So everyone just calls it yeah, a day. There's at the a end. winner, dude. Okay, bro. We'll oh, okay. discuss that when we get. Well, did I ask for your thoughts yet? <laughs> did I ask for your thoughts yet? Fuck you, I said dude. We'll get to you. There's a lot of stuff I'm leaving out too, like Millie Bobby Brown somehow die just gets lost into like the corporation's high level security, which is like a military base. Um, there's a mute girl who's helping Kong with the another lady so yeah let me turn it over to matt to ask what he thought of the movie i fucking hate you what i what i what i thought of the movie i fucking loved it i mean i'm a simple man with simple needs with simple enjoyment so i want so i want to see you know a giant lizard and a giant monkey beating shit out of each other and this movie does not disappoint in the slightest would give me that um would give me that so I will say, I will say though, for anybody expecting like a deep inner flight, you're not gonna get that. <laughs> no, not by any means, dude. Yeah, dude, it looked like Anne Frank wrote it. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, I just go right in, bro. Yeah, I mean, I will say, I mean, I will say this: the one thing that kind of it's kind of weird about this about this franchise of the MonsterVerse, yeah, the MonsterVerse, is that they kind of make things up as they go along. Because remember, in the first in the first Godzilla movie and in King Kong, they mention how, oh, the Titans, they once ruled Earth. This was originally their planet. This, this was originally their planet. Oh, no, wait. Now they come from Hollow Earth. I mean, oh, I mean, okay. If you, okay, if you say so. Or the fact that, I don't know. I don't know how this universe works because where are all the other kaiju at? I don't know what that is, bro. You're going to have to kaiju small monsters. Words. Kaiju is uh, Japanese for monsters. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Do I Do I look like I read English? I don't even... Why would I know Japan, bro? Or Chinese, whatever the fuck we just called it. I'm just like, like, where all the, where the other, where all the other monsters at besides Kong and Godzilla? Like, are they all... Do they all go back to sleep after King of the Monsters? What was the question? Sorry, bro. So I'm asking, like, what, where, where are all the monsters from Godzilla versus Godzilla King of the Monsters? They all go back to sleep. No, dude, did you not see the movie? Godzilla versus Godzilla, uh, um, King of yeah. the Monsters? Yeah. They went to did sleep. Right? No, dude, he fucking obliterated all of them. He ripped someone in half. The three-headed person fucking murked half of them no, as well. I, no, I saw the movie. They all bowed down to Godzilla's holiness and... Oh, like, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't kill me, bro. That's actually, yeah, you know what? Interesting you mentioned that, man. I know exactly what you're talking about now. Yeah, I have no idea where they went. I know exactly thing, what you're talking about. And another thing, 
and I forget. I just remembered this. They mentioned in the movie that Godzilla species and Kong species were once rivals in this ancient war between their species. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I want to hear about this Titan War. How'd See, that go? I thought that was a reference to the original Godzilla versus King Kong. I thought that that's what I thought as well, bro. So the, the reference they made was the only reference I know they made was when they're fighting. It's like a scene when Kong sticks his axe down Godzilla's throat, which is a reference to that movie because he does that in that movie. So you guys keep referring it to the axe. I want to go ahead and say though shut that the fuck up. If you give the actual term of the thing, dude. No, no, you know up. the axe is a scale of Godzilla. Yeah, I know it is. Oh yeah, dude, we know that. Okay. I thought you were going to be one of those, you know, Godzilla fandom wiki pages being like, you know, man, the actual term name for the X is called Godzilla's uh, Thrawn X. You know, some <laughs> bullshit like that. <laughs> no, I was just saying it's one of the scales, which I thought was pretty cool. How yeah, it can, um, even though a dead scale can still harness the power of Godzilla. Yeah. Um, wait, I remember, wait, I remember a long time ago we were talking about, I think it was like my first time on the show, I mentioned how in Godzilla King of the Monsters, it, that movie ended with the terrorist. Well, wait a minute, what happened to the eco-terrorists from King of the Monsters? Fuck. Anyway. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Anyway. I, I turned my brain on for that movie, and I only t- tune in for I'm the a, Any the dialogue guy, that happened in that movie, I don't know. The kind of asshole that remembers every little detail, which annoys people. But I'm just like, I'm sorry, I'm a sucker for continuity. But anyway, that. But but anyway, um, they mentioned. I remember. But do you remember in the in King of the Monsters they said they had Ghidorah's um remaining head? Yeah. You know that was what they used to power Mechagodzilla, right? That was his head. Yeah. Yeah. Apparent. Yeah. Apparently, when they were fighting Mechagodzilla. That was actually King Ghidorah's, I don't know, soul-controlling Mechagodzilla. Yeah, I got that. I got that. Which kind of disappointed me a little bit because I'm like, oh, we're not going to get Mechagidra? Oh, oh well. I mean, Kaiju Godzilla fans don't know what I'm talking about, but, you know, I'm happy we got Mechagodzilla. I'm happy you corrected yourself there because you were going to say Kanaiju or Kiju, whatever you were going to say, and I don't know what that was. I said it's Kaiju. Whatever, I'm not correcting you. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Um, I don't know yet. Oh, sorry. Whoa, okay, once again, did I ask? Fuck you, dude. I want to go ahead and say, um... Hang on, hang on, hang on, Let me introduce you. Now we're going to turn over to Max for his final thoughts. Max, what'd you think of the film, bro? <laughs> oh, is it my turn to talk? <laughs> no, it's actually mine. Um, yeah, I actually really enjoyed the movie as well. <laughs> no, Max, let's hear it, bro. Yeah, I was going to say, during the, the throne Wait, scene, what? I thought it was pretty awesome how um, Kong finally gets the name King Kong. You know, even though they don't go out and say King Kong, he takes the throne of his past ancestors. We see the statue of a different Kong, um, which I think falls down whenever Godzilla does the blue thing. What the fuck's the blue thing called, dude? Oh, you mean Godzilla's little fucking fire thing that comes out? His Hadouken, yeah. Yeah, I know what that's called. Uh, one second, bro. It's called his hyper Godzilla's power. Oh, his Godzilla power. Okay, when he fucking yeah. powers into <laughs> the damn ground, I think it falls. But I think it was a really nice scene um, where Kong's just sitting on the throne for a minute, claiming the title of king. Uh, next, I want to go ahead and say you 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 said there wasn't a winner of the, the Godzilla versus Kong. No, Godzilla won. When they have that mm-hmm. scene where they're roaring in each other's face and Kong just mm-hmm. gives up. 
Godzilla yeah. won. He was out. He, Godzilla okay. almost died. Not at the end of the movie. Did you see the end of the movie, bro? See the end of the movie? Cause yeah, man. It's just stating that, okay, even though Godzilla won, Kong still has his moment to shine. Okay, bro. Okay. No, look, man. They had a common enemy. No, and they no, dude. Too. I think, wait, wait. I think. I think what he means is that you know, after they defeat, they kill Mechagodzilla, there was like a rematch, and they were just like, you know what? Fuck it. We good. I'm going home. With it. I just took yeah. it as a mutual respect thing. Yeah, and so there's no winner then if there's a mutual respect then, bro. You can have a mutual respect. Godzilla let Kong live. No, 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 dude, no. No, no, no. Okay, well, Godzilla won the fight. <laughs> okay, dude, that's from one co-host who, you know, clearly hasn't watched the movie. <laughs> okay. Um, Matt, what, what would you review this movie with your final thoughts? Hey, yo, bro, I didn't get my final thoughts. Yeah, Matt, what would you review the movie with your final yeah, thoughts? Yeah, you're an asshole, dude. <laughs> you're real sick over there, Teleonis, aren't you? Matthew, what is your final thoughts on Godzilla versus Shut the versus fuck God? up, bro. Matt, can you shut the fuck up? I'll give you my final thoughts right here, right now. Oh, God. So, when I came into this movie, I wanted to turn my brain off and just see <laughs> monsters fight. Like Godzilla, like the Godzilla one. It was a fight every 10, 15 minutes. My brain could have been turned off and I was getting hard looking at the CGI. For this one, those motherfuckers made me turn on my brain. There was a lot of dialogue. You know, a lot of just story, which was absolute horseshit, or should I say Kong shit. Oh, my God. You know, I just want to see more fights here. The directing of the fights were phenomenal, I thought. Like, the CGI of it, the, the first fight they had with the boat or whatever, when he's on that little tanker ship thingy. That was, that was fucking phenomenal, man. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. The plot, totally not believable. Ac- actually fucking, like... I'm trying to think of even how to describe it. looked like if Josh Whedon wrote a, wrote Justice League and then shat on it and then revised it only to shit on it more. Wait, what? That's how bad the plot was uh, for this oh, movie. Like the human like the human plot? Yeah, the human plot was awful, dude. But I I'm mean, not going I, to see it for the human plot. I, um, mean, the hu- I mean, the human plot in every Godzilla movie has never been eh. No, it hasn't, but they actually tried to make a good plot, and that's what I didn't like. Like, yeah. I don't need a good plot here. We know we know what you are, guys. It's just good CGI, good fights, no good exactly. human plot. But overall, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great uh, little fighting movie. Um, I thought the little deaf girl was a big takeaway from the movie. I thought that was good acting. Uh, probably the only thing that's worth noting of acting. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I love the fights. And at the end of the movie, you know, they had mutual respect for each other, and there was really no clear winner. It was just, hey, man, I respect you, you respect me, my dog, and we'll go our separate ways. What would you rate this film, Daniela? Um, what's a three again, bro? Jesus Christ, okay. Matthew, what are your final thoughts on Godzilla? <laughs> I rated a three, man. I don't know what a three is. Are we just saying three now? Did we stop this planet shit? Matthew, what is your final thoughts on Godzilla vs. Kong? Matt, give it a number, not a planet. Give it a number. <laughs> okay. Um, sorry. Yeah. Um, my 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 final thoughts on Godzilla vs. Kong was that it was great. I absolutely loved it. I mean, it gave me exactly what I needed at the exact right time. Because I needed like a movie like this to kind of, you know, get you know get me kind of, um, kind of make me kind of. I don't know. Feel I don't like know. living. 
Le- living, 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 yeah, that, you know, because I need, you know, we all need, like, a dumb, fun action movie like this, you know, that should have been Snyder Cut, Snyder Cut's four fucking hours long, and I'm not doing that, and, and, you know, and I'll just, and I'll say this, I speak for myself and, like, a lot of people, it's like, this movie is great, you know, you're gonna get what you want, you're gonna get giant monsters beating shit at each other, you're probably not gonna care about the human plot, you're probably not even gonna remember the human plot. Not even the characters' names. I don't even remember their names. I don't even remember like, their names at all. Like Jerry, Pikel, and Sydney and Jessica. Yeah, all, all I know, all I know, is that Eleven, Eleven is in it, and the kid from Deadpool Two is in it. And, I knew, uh, I knew where that fat kid was from. Yep. And, oh, uh, you're right. And the uh, Hollow Earth thing that was inter- if that that was interesting, if kind of weird considering they say they said in. The other movies that the got the kid of the Titans lived on Earth, but whatever. I'm interested in seeing what they're going to do with that if they continue the MonsterVerse after this. Yeah. So overall, I give this movie four Batus. I think Batu because I'm I work at Galaxy's Edge and I gotta represent. I man, I like that you gave it a four out of five or four out of whatever the hell our scale is and. Uh, Max, any final comments on what your rating is? Yeah, man, this um, this movie has me hyped to go back for theaters for sure. I mean, I've been supporting theaters nonstop as much as I can uh, with my fucked up work schedule. There's a pandemic going on, dude. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this this movie, in my opinion, has has restored my faith in the theater experience. Tenant should have, bro. Um, yeah, but Tenant didn't. It'll be re-released. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It'll be re-released. Yeah, well... Anyways, this, this restored my faith a lot. The The human plot isn't very special. I didn't think it was meaningless, and I'm... I feel like, for the most part, they kept it to a minimum. Um, as much as they could while making sure the, the Mechagodzilla, you know, storyline actually had some content to it. Um... You know, Millie Bobby Brown's always all right. I like her quite a bit. I like Brian Tyree Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, the de- the mute girl from the Kong storyline for sure was the, probably the best acting choice in the in the whole film. For she sure, was the sure, one that was sure. most believable. For sure. Um, fights were absolutely phenomenal. Not and as good as, as King is uh, Godzilla, bro. What'd you say? Not as good as, God- as the Godzilla King of the Monsters. Watch that movie. Oh, dude, you'll be hard for the best of your life. Uh, this, I, I was never a Godzilla fan. Never. Okay. This wasn't um, a Godzilla movie. And this movie has me interested in that franchise. Truly. Um, really? Yeah, dude, I've, I've watched, you know, we're, we're about to cover a second Godzilla film. I watched a third one, and I plan on watching another one as well. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it, like, it legit has me interested in it. Yeah, yeah, so I do cool, plan on watching the the Gareth Edwards one and King of Monsters at some point. I was looking at Shin Godzilla. That sounds pretty interesting as well. The Japanese one. The, um, the Japanese weren't very satisfied with the Gareth Edwards take on Godzilla being Americanized. Okay. So they did their okay. own version that was authentic, like being in Tokyo and whatnot. Is that is that what happened? Absolute savages. Yes, from what I understand. Absolute savage. I mean, I mean, they have to at least admit. This version was a, was a million times better than the TriStar version that came out back in 99, 98, whatever. Because if I'm not mistaken, Shin translate to real or authentic or something like that? I'll look it up. 
I'll look it up, actually. But, yeah, dude, this has restored a lot of faith. I had a lot of fun with it, even though I had some shitty-ass seats. When, you know, Kong destroys Mechagodzilla, everyone screamed in the theater. Um, it had me looking forward to seeing this all day long, and it's been on my mind almost nonstop since. Really? I, dude, I loved it. I loved everything about this movie. Um, I thought the runtime was good, too. It didn't go on too long. I, when I saw it, it was like only an hour and 15 minutes. I was like, ah, is this going to be rushed? Or is it going to feel drawn out like BVS? And it felt perfect for it, for the runtime. Yeah, runtime solid. Um, okay, um, wait, Max. Uh, okay. Look at Max. Apparently, Shin, apparently Shin has different meanings. Um, it means either new, true, or God. Okay, so yeah, true Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they do this... I don't. I maybe I'm falling into the hype of it. Just because it just came out. Of it. But I, I I'll go ahead and say it's in my top two of the year so far. Shut the dude. I love dude. It. Dude. I don't know if I prefer this over cherry. I need to sit on it for a little bit longer. Okay. Okay. But this is in my top two so far. This was a, a really exciting watch for sure. And keep in mind, I had no interest in the Godzilla franchise, and I like Kong, but I wouldn't call myself a die-hard Kong fan, you know? I was yeah, interested in this movie because of what it was. I, I saw Skull Island in school. Bruh. Yeah, I didn't see it in theaters. I didn't even see it. It's, it's solid, man, but <laughs> this, this has restored my faith in these these series and i'm looking forward to what's to come and to watch these other films for sure picking up the steel book yes for sure nice definitely so i'd have to give it a best spin on the way to coruscant i don't even know what that is so it's a <laughs> fucking four out of five or Thanks, four dog. on the way to five four point five four point five nice 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 yeah yeah so maybe you'll feel differently about it maybe i'll like it a little bit more maybe a little less but right now it's number two for me i think or possibly in, in between number one number two you see yourself going back to see it before we uh leaves imax in theaters no okay. um just because it's still selling out i looked the other day damn. for the hell of it yeah damn and because our Dolby isn't open yet, there's no reason for me to go go out of my way to see it here. Yeah, I don't want to see it in digital. Dolby, dude. Once you experience Dolby, movies just become nine thousand times better. <laughs> so I might just go ahead and maybe I'll give an HBO Max thing. I rewatched the the third act on HBO Max. Okay, okay. I enjoyed seeing that again on four K, but. And I want to go ahead and say another thing too, man. This is some of, if not the best CGI I've ever seen. It for sure is. Did you see their? Did you stay for the credits? Yeah, I stayed for the credits. Did you see when the visual effects team came up? It took up the whole fucking yeah. screen, and it still wasn't done. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, they put some time in this and money, and it paid off for sure. For sure, yeah, man. Because, Especially yeah, because... Kong looks phenomenal. Yeah, because yeah, we, yeah. yeah, because we all wanted this movie to happen. We all expected it. Yeah. So I was thrilled with the way it came out. It's, it, it very well may be the best CG I've ever seen. Um, I'd have to compare it to some other ones for sure, like Avatar? side by side. Fuck Avatar. Jared Leto? <laughs> Fuck Jared Leto. That's what I love to hear, bro. 
yeah, um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think that wraps it up. That for... wraps up our little review here of Godzilla versus King Kong. Uh, we did a little double double feature this week. Is that what you call it, Max? I'm I'm English isn't my first native tongue. Yeah, double feature. We're doing double feature this week. Uh, we're also yeah. talking about Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla coming out in 1973. Um, you didn't get to I watch didn't get this. a chance to watch this. Yeah. Um, you know, I was too busy just doing other things like finishing up for school. It's exam week. You know, I really hardly ever do school, so this is my really time to grind to get that GPA up. Um, so how about you guys talk about? It? I'm going to turn over the host seat back to my back to my boy, Maximilian. So, this, you know, I you you suggest we watch this film because of the leaks of Mechagodzilla. Yeah, and I didn't and watch it then. I'll say going into this movie, I was very intrigued to see how the origin story would compare to this one. And with that being said. This was not what I was expecting. <laughs> With this being yeah, my introduction to the quote-unquote classic Godzilla films, um, it's all in Japanese, which is fine. Um, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I watched the Criterion channel release, which had the, the restoration scan, um, an updated stereo sound. Basically, aliens, human aliens come down... Exactly. And build a mecha... What the hell is that, Matthew? You sound like shit. Are you okay, Matthew? <laughs> what the fuck? Wait, I'm fine. Why? You alright? Yeah, why? You're echoing awfully, dude. Why? Matt? Yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah, Glad I can you hear got you now. Your shit under control. Jesus Christ, dude. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what was that about. I have no clue. Can you shut the fuck up, please? <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, Sinacro is saying, human aliens come to Earth, which is definitely uh, pretty poorly executed, and they build a Mecha Godzilla, just wanting to destroy the monsters, and there's a whole subplot. About uh, this is Japanese scientists going to help destroy Mechagodzilla, dude. I'm I'm a fan of the campy and corny Bond films, and of like the Adam West series of Batman. You know, campy and corniness doesn't bug me, but this did not work well whatsoever. Um, I didn't think it was charming how Godzilla is in a, this movie by a total of five to ten minutes. I did not like how Godzilla, when he was fighting, he would do kung fu poses. That didn't make very much sense. Hey, did he do the drop kick though, where he flew across the screen? I do. It's not good. <laughs> Dude, it's phenomenal, bro. That's the one thing I didn't. I missed from uh, Godzilla vs Kong is I would have liked to see Godzilla do the drop kick. Yeah, I don't remember if I saw that in this dude. This was almost boring to me a bit. <laughs> Um, before I say any more, Matt, what were your thoughts on Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla? I mean, my thoughts, I mean, I, for this type of, for this type of movie in this type of, in this era for Godzilla, I mean, I, I'm getting what I, I'm getting what the title t promised me. I'm getting Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. 
I mean, I saw. I mean, I, I mean, I saw this movie when I was younger because me, my dad was like a big Godzilla fan, and we watched these movies all the time. And so, it's like, how do I put this? If you if you just want to see giant monsters, in this case, guys, giant monsters and rubber, giant rubber monsters beat the shit out of each other, you're gonna get you're gonna get what you're gonna get. Kind of like Godzilla versus Kong, but. When I said, remember, when I said you're not, you, you're probably not gonna remember the human plot in this movie in Godzilla versus Kong. You're definitely yeah. not gonna remember the human, the human plot in Godzilla versus Godzilla. The only <laughs> thing I can remember about this movie is the aliens because they're fucking gorilla aliens. Yeah, they. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I don't remember when they were on Earth. They just wanted to take over the world because of what aliens always want to do. Basically, you're not you're not wrong. You're I guess I don't. Wrong. I don't. I, I honestly do not remember. <laughs> and like you said, you know, you watch these movies to see the fights, to see the monsters. Yeah. And for for a movie like this, there's not a lot of fucking monsters. There, yeah. There's like there's Godzilla. There's Angerus. There's Mechagodzilla and there's King Caesar, who was like the newest monster. King Caesar, thank you. I almost totally forgot about that. The yeah. subplot with the humans, there's some statue unlocking an ancient monster called King Caesar, who I yeah. have never fucking heard of, who yeah. looks like shit. In the scene where the, the mountain opens, like a fucking door, yeah, and you funny. see this Muppet-ass-looking character... <sighs> Just stare at this lady at the beach while she sings to him, serenading him, is the yeah. creepiest shit I've ever seen. It's the what a shit you. It's fucking seen? creepy, dude. Oh. Yeah, I was hoping to see Godzilla take on Mecha Godzilla, not yeah. Godzilla take on Mecha Godzilla with some fucking rejected Muppet. Yeah. I mean, they I mean, they kind of brought him up because they mentioned that something about... Because the movie took place, I don't know, in Okinawa, and they mentioned that the royal family, the King Caesar, is like protector of the island or something, or some shit like that. Some shit, dude. I did not care for any of the fighting in this movie. I mean, he only, I mean, he only appeared in this movie and um, another Godzilla movie that came out back in 2005. Which, you know, I guess he's a cult favorite. Whatever. Yeah, lucky... Lucky them, I guess. But this fun, this was but, not that great. But fun fact, though, about Mechagodzilla. Um, um, he's, act got, he's actually appeared in other movies after this era. I mean, he was in the second era and in the third era. And in those, and in those two eras, he was made by humans. To fight that's, against Godzilla. That's interesting. Interesting. I mean, but fun fact about the second era, about the se- about the third era, Mecha Godzilla was that because I've seen most of these Godzilla movies, so you know, so you know, I kind of know some of these things, and it's like, and in the third era, I forgot what the title was because it was so fucking long. Um, they made they made the second Godzilla. They made oh they made this version of Mechagodzilla out of the bones of the OG Godzilla. Oh, that's lit! So wait, wait, they, wait, wait, so wait, wait. Ca- In this one? Okay, so, okay, so, okay, so, in the third era of Godzilla movies, Godzilla versus King, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, uh, um, they, they made, they made, 
they made Mechagodzilla, but this version was built around the skeletal remains of the original Godzilla from 1954. Okay. <laughs> Pause. I'm, I'm glad you, you said 1954. Okay. Yeah. Because after watching this, and keep in mind, I'm, I'm not a Godzilla fan, okay? Yeah. I'm After watching this and not enjoying it, because it was a bit of a clusterfuck. And so I was like, let me let me let me take a step back and see if I like the franchise at all. So I did watch the 54 one right after this. Yeah. And I know we're not talking in a deep review about it, but that that was phenomenal. I really liked the 54 one. It that was one, the 54 one. It was because the 54 version was basically it wasn't really just monsters fighting like Godzilla was like really a force of nature and all that. Like it was like it was a legit horror movie. Yeah, and what it does well, especially in almost some movies struggle with this, and I think a good example of one that doesn't struggle is um, Infinity War. Is when even when the villain is not on screen, you feel their presence, and you feel Godzilla's presence, and you feel like just similar like you uh, you feel Thanos in Infinity War. I really liked Fifty Four. and like you said, it is he is a force of nature. He's just going against the humans for no reason. But you're saying the Mecha Godzilla is based off the bones of that first one from the oxygen yeah. bomb. Well, first of all, well, first off, Godzilla was meant the first movie. He was meant to be a representation of what nuclear war, what nuclear destruction can be. Okay. But, but, okay, but okay, okay, so. The gods, the Mecha Godzilla we saw in the first in the first movie, the one we're talking about, he was made by aliens. Yeah. The second version from the second era, he was made by It was made by humans, just as a, just as, just as a robot to fight Godzilla. Third third era, third era, made by humans, but they used but they based it around the bones, like the literal skeleton of the OG Godzilla. So okay. the Godzilla in that movie is a second is a second one of its kind. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I mean I mean I don't want to go into the plot with that, but it gets but it gets super fucking crazy. Yeah, I feel you. Um so I, I <laughs> what do you what do you rate Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla? Me personally, I mean I'm a sucker for these type of movies, so you know, I'll watch it just for the fighting. But for everything else, you know, eh, I'll give it a three out of five. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow, dude. We really just went over the rating system and you still said three? Oh, my. Don't even start. Don't even come at me with that, Danilo. Anyway. Yeah, I still don't know what a three is. Fuck you, I'll, dude. I'll just say, I'll just say three. I'll just say three Tatooines. How about that? This yeah, is not that works for me. System, but okay. That works for me, dog. I don't know. Okay, I'm sorry, Mac. You gotta write this um, down, bro. <laughs> this, in my opinion, was not a good start for me to introduce <laughs> the classic Godzilla film. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I would really liked 54. And thankfully, I'm, I'm glad I went ahead and watched 54 right after this. Because now it intrigues me to continue watching these films. So I will go ahead, and I think next I'll watch the Gareth Edwards one, and then King of Monsters, just so I can be caught up on the current MonsterVerse before I take a step back if, again to go back to the other classic ones. 
Um, but Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla is like a low, like, Jakku on the way to Hoth 1.5 out of 5. I did not Ooh. like this. This so was a clusterfuck. What'd you say? What's a Hoth? Two. Okay, okay, sweet. So it's a one going on a two. One yeah, and a half I, I did not like this. Good recommendation for me, huh? Yeah, fuck you, dude. This is Billy Holiday. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, dude, I thought it was, you know. Yeah, I thought the trailer was okay. Yeah. I get it. But Billy Holiday was. I'm surprised Andrew. Her name's Andrew Day, right? Andrew Day? Yeah, she's nominated for an Oscar for that role, dude. I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. You know, when you can't even finish a movie, there's something wrong. <laughs> Jesus Christ, alright. Yeah, well, guys, dude. that kind of wraps up our review of the two little Godzilla's uh, double feature here of Godzilla versus King Kong and Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Oh, yeah. wait, wait, wait. You know what I forgot to do this week? Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. What, bro? What? Stream of the week. Oh, stream of the week. Are we week. doing that? You yeah, seem a bit tired, dude. I, I have a, a film for stream of the week. I meant to talk about it earlier. Totally forgot to write it down. Okay, man. What is your stream of the week today, Max? It's a new Netflix original, exclusive, whatever the way you want to call it. Um, I would call that a Netflix original and exclusive. Bad trip. <laughs> Shut the. F- you're done. No, no, you're done. <laughs> did you watch anyway, this? Anyway, though, guys, that wraps no, up. No, 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 no. The... We're, we're going to do recent views for it. We're going to do recent views. Yeah. But did you did you watch Bad Trip? When I saw that trailer, I thought to myself, "Do I take a nine millimeter to the head, or do I watch this film?" <laughs> <laughs> but Max, let's hear about your stream of the week, man. I don't want to influence any of our listeners out there. Yeah, dude. Um, are you a fan of Jackass? No. Well, that's too bad because this is a Jackass movie. <laughs> oh, it was a rhetorical question. I, I was gonna give my answer. Well, yeah. If you like Jackass or like this movie, it's that scripted, but we have a live audience that is unaware thing. Um, yeah. They also did Bad Grandpa. I feel like Eric Andre. It's definitely worth a watch. But what I think it's kind of crazy. I currently live in Fable, North Carolina. Okay, <laughs> this movie goes through Fayetteville, but oh, the, nice, the scenes that it takes place in Fayetteville is really L.A. Are you sure, dude? Are you sure, or are you just... There's honest? signs, like, I think there was an L.A. pawn shop in the background. Are you sure, though, bro? Yeah, I'm very sure. We don't have, like, four skyscrapers. Are you sure, though? Have you yeah, picked your head up? Um, oh, 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 fuck, dude. I just looked out the window. You're correct. That's exactly what I thought, Max. Anyway, yeah, let's keep hearing this... more about this bad trip film, buddy. Yeah, dude. It was nothing too special. It's just stupid, mindless, funny. Um, if you like Eric Andre, it's worth a watch. I think he's all right. I enjoy his uh, Adult Swim show. I thought he was funny in Two Broke Girls. But if you like that kind of uh, immature sense of humor, give him a watch. Why not? It's a Netflix film. You know, you're not paying anything except the subscription, but let's be real here. If you got a Netflix subscription to watch Bad Trip, you're more than likely not paying for the subscription. (laughs) (laughs) Sad guys having an aneurysm. Yeah, yeah, let's go ahead and before we end up the episode, let's talk about recent views because we haven't done it in a while. Yeah, man. It's funny you ask. It's a good thing Dakari isn't here because I know I would be sitting here for another fucking hour. All right, let me give you some of my streams of the uh, recent views. 
Oh, hi, Mark. Yeah, man, I'll go first. What are we doing? Three, two, one. Do as many as you fucking want, dude. I got a whole list of stuff. I've been watching yeah, okay, a shit ton. I ain't Takari, though, so I'm going to keep it to three. Uh, the first one, I, are we taking turns in order, or should I just do all three? Like, do all three, man. Go for it. All right. First thing that I rewatch, I re- this was a rewatch, Argo from 2012. I picked up the 4K um, a while back ago. That's the Ben Affleck movie, movie, right? What? That's the Ben Affleck movie? Yeah, it was the movie that really made me, like, fall in love with, like, film and cinema and taught me that movies can be more than just Avengers and superheroes. Because I remember in seventh grade, we had to do a little project about what our favorite movie is, you know, like, that we recently saw. And 2012 was when the Avengers came out, wasn't it? And a bunch of, like, action movies. So everyone was picking action movies, you know, just jerking off to that. And I picked Argo, and I was actually bullied um, because I picked Argo because no one's seen it. No one cared to see it at the time. Um, but, yeah, this movie was a movie that made me fall in love with the film. I rewatched it. I still enjoy it. Um, it holds a special place in my heart. Like, I won't find anything wrong with this movie. I have some critiques about it. Like, I think they should have went more in detail with the hostages um, that were there. This is about the Pakistani uh, takeover uh where the Iranian takeover, I mean, where they infiltrated the um, U.S. embassy and there were some hostages that escaped to the Canadian embassy to hide out and they had to be extracted. And Ben Affleck's character extracted them because he worked for the CIA. But yeah, you know, I love this movie. I think it still holds up. It won Best Picture. I think, you know, I think it deserved it that year. It was just a fun. It, it was a good trip down memory, memory lane. Um, another recent view I just recently watched was Zodiac. Uh, with Jake, with half of the MCU, Jake Gyllenhaal, um, Robert Downey Jr., um, what's his name, fucking Mark Ruffalo. I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was a cool movie. I like these type of movies where we're focusing on serial killers, whoever it may be. Um, I loved Mindhunter on Netflix, but you know, fuck uh, Netflix for canceling that show. But yeah, Zodiac was pretty cool. Um, I think it did all right. I mean, pretty slow pace. You know, it's a two-hour movie in, like, 40 minutes, so didn't really move too fast. I think the character study was probably the best part about it, how we focused on, you know, how the Zodiac is really affecting all these people. I think it's creepy that, like, he was never caught um, in real life nor in the film. Um, You know, you have your inferences on who Zodiac, like, who was he at the time. Um, I think Robert Downey Jr. did a great job acting at this. I think Mark Ruffalo did a great job. I think they, Jake Gyllenhaal did a great job. Um, I don't know. Like there was a quote in the movie that was like, "Humans are humans hunt humans," and I think that's exactly what this movie was. And they really took that theme and just ran with it. So, solid movie, four out of five for me, and Argo's five out of five for me. I watched this 1988 movie. Uh, Max picked it up. Uh, he was the one who picked it up, but I've heard about it for many, many uh, years because my dad always told me to watch it. And it was They Live, directed by John Carpenter. And this year it got released on 4K, so I got it for my dad for his birthday, and we sat down and watched it. Max picked it up as well on 4K. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this movie. I don't When I talk about film and cinema, I don't describe that as fun. You know, I, I'm very technical with the way I describe it. Like, you know, cinematography is good, acting is good, whatever, whatever. But They Live, 1988, directed by John Carpenter, is a fun movie. The jokes are funny. The action, you can tell, isn't very action-y. 
the special effects, you know, don't hold up because they don't want to be held up. They take it for what it is. I think the director even knows that. The score's great. The story is very interesting about how we're being hypnotized by aliens from a different world. I think that's very cool. That's conspiracy theories now, you know, like there's reptilian people. Um, I think John Carpenter was really onto something with this movie, and I love it. And it makes me want to go out and buy that Shout Factory uh, special edition poster, vinyl, and 4K all together. So I love that, and, and that's a four and a half out of five for me. Some things could be improved. It was cheesy, but it was fun, and I enjoyed it. I still need to give that a view. Um, that's all your your three? Yeah, I'll do that as my three, man. Okay. Um, I have a bunch. I'm going to go quickly through them. Uh, starting off with As Above, So Below. This is one of those found footage horror films. Uh, what's neat about it is it's filmed in the Paris Catacombs. It was okay. You know, I don't really have a number of rating for it, to be honest with you, but it is kind of uh, kind of cool. It was filmed in the Catacombs. I always found that that, uh, that location to be very interesting. I, I meant watched... to watch that. That's not, That was on Netflix, wasn't it? It is, yeah. It currently yeah, is. I meant to watch that. Do you recommend it, or...? Yeah, yeah, why not? You know, if you... If you're... I like horror... If you're a fan of found footage, then go for it. But if you're a fan of settings and environment, that's what makes it, this movie worth watching. It sounds like a win-win for me. I'll for sure have to check it out now. I just thought it was a stupid, cheesy movie. I didn't know it was the, found the footage. The third act is super cheesy. Oh, okay. Um, but the, the environment it's in is worth watching for sure. Okay. Um, I watched Kick-Ass for the first time. You know, very underrated superhero film. Loved every bit of it. Um, watched Annihilation. I talked about this last Loved episode. It. I hated it. <laughs> um, let's see. I watched this Italian film called Gormora. And I talked about this a bit last episode as well. Um, but I had to pause because we were, you know, I was watching right before we were recording. So I finished it. And that, that second half is slow. Slow, slow. Which really brings it down quite a bit. Um, if you're a fan of Italian gangster films, give it a watch. Other than that, I can't recommend it personally. Does, does it, you were telling me Scorsese liked it. Does yeah. it feel like a Scorsese film? No. Okay. I'm not watching it. It's, yeah, it's more like slice of life-ish, which usually I like, but it's not like mafia gangsters. Yeah, okay. Um, Interesting. This, I watched this documentary called Minding the Gap that was very heartfelt. I really enjoyed this quite a bit. Um, I think it was hand-in-hand hand well pretty uh, with uh, mid-90s from May 24. Okay, okay. Is that uh, the Rogan director debut? Let's see. You said what? It's Seth Rogen's directorial debut. No, that's Jonah Hill. Oh, Jonah, mid-90s, right? Yeah. Yeah. My bad, my bad. Um, the Green Inferno. This is like a Blumhouse version of uh, Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, Hannah man, recommended this to me. Um, I saw this movie. Oof, oof. Yeah, like it's not bad. Don't get me wrong. I know a lot of people that, like don't like Blumhouse movies. This is one like worth that. watching. Um, there's some pretty bad CGI for some deaths. Don't get me wrong. But it's worth watching. It's pretty. It's unsettling. Um, it doesn't advertise itself as a Cannibal Holocaust remake or inspiration, or reimagining for obvious reasons because that movie's banned. But it has pretty much the same overall plot. Um, I own one. You own Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. 
Do you really? Yeah, my dad had one, and so we own it. On what, VHS? Yep. That's pretty cool, actually. Have you ever watched it? No, because we don't have a VHS player, and I don't know where it is. It's in some storage bin in our basement somewhere. That's cool. I need to get around to watching it. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting, but it has Judy from Spy Kids, the guy, like the main kid. Oh, is he? It's a he, right? Yeah, the dude. Yeah. So yeah, it's worth a watch. It's on Netflix, as well called The Green Inferno. Um, next, this was on Amazon Prime, but it used to be on the Criterion Channel. And I might see if Nick wants to do a, an episode on this one day. So I won't go into too much detail because I think you need to watch this blind. Like, don't pick up your phone. Don't look up anything about it. You'll ruin the experience. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I watched this. Did you really? Yeah. The the documentary you're talking about? Yeah, the most heartbreaking thing I've, I think I've ever seen. And we were talking about last episode how... You know, I don't have, like, a top five documentary list or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, this is the most thoughtful and well-crafted documentary I've seen. In terms of passion and, and love going into it. Um, yeah. Dear Zachary. It's on Amazon Prime. And crazy thing about it, same director as uh, Bat Kid Begins. Do you, do you remember when that was advertised? Yeah, that's a weird switch right there, man. Yeah, right. Do you guys remember when that was advertised, though? Bat Kid I, Begins? I remember hearing about it. I never saw it. Danilo, do you? I Same with Matt. Yeah, same director. So, If you like that one, I recommend Three Identical Strangers. That's another documentary. Okay, what's, what's that on? I believe it's on um, Amazon as well. Let oh, I'll look up. into that. Um yeah, absolutely heartbreaking, this this film. Um, Dear Zachary, it deserves to be seen. Um, of course, watch Bad Trip. Hannah and I went to the, our little art theater, because, um, you know, we're moving this week, so possibly for the last time we'll be there, and saw opening night, The French Exit, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's new movie. Uh, Hulu. It's on Hulu. Is it on Hulu? Three Identical Strangers is on Hulu, yeah. Oh, I think meant French Exit, okay. Oh, no. Yeah, so woman becomes broke, goes to Paris, has a stupid subplot about a cat. <laughs> I thought the film would have been much more intriguing without the subplot, but if you're... This is the kind of movie where you have to be in the proper environment to watch it. If you're a Michelle Pfeiffer fan and you have a family member that likes her, watch it. If you have an art theater nearby, go see it. Why not? It's not a bad movie. Don't go to your AMC theater on a Friday night to watch this movie. <laughs> this is a Saturday morning movie. <laughs> or a, a drink a cup or a glass of wine movie, for sure. Um, then the next day I saw in theaters Nobody, which we're going to be talking about next week as well. Um, saw Godzilla, like I said. But lastly, I watched the other day for the first time The Professional. Natalie Portman's first movie. Um, oh, how'd you like that? I liked it quite a bit. Um, the the love, I don't want to call it a twist, but the love plot was kind of unsettling. Um, yeah. <laughs> right, I, I have to get around to watch it. Okay, I won't say anything. Then. I thought you had seen it, but I enjoyed it. Um, the scenery is gorgeous. I love 
you know, early New York, uh, like 90s New York. So seeing the Twin Towers in the background in several shots is very nice. Um, good score, good. too, overall. Yeah, the professional. And that wraps up for my recent views quite a bit. <laughs> but hey. And Matt, how about you, man? How about, how about your recent review, uh, recent views? I don't really have a lot to really add to this. I mean, the only two, I only have two shows, and I can't really give, like, a full in-depth version of them. Well, that's fine, man. Just list I've off all, what, what you've been watching, all, you know. All right, I've seen um, Final Space on HBO Max. Um, okay. The show, the show is a kind of a dumb com. It's kind of a dumb comedy. I don't know if you, if any of you guys have seen Star Trek um, Lower Decks, but it's kind of on that same humor. This so is the cartoon a, one, right? Yes. Yeah, I've I've seen a few episodes. Yeah, I haven't really seen anything live action lately. Actually, I am, but um, I'll, actually, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, yeah, I yeah. Um, this show is kind of a stupid comedy. I mean, it's not as clever and funny as South Park in my opinion but it's not as grotesque and stupid as Family Guy Um, it's one of those comedy shows that when you watch it you're kind of wondering what the hell it is it's like Rick and it's like Rick and Morty Morty. the best way I can describe it you think it's going to be this stupid dumb gross comedy but the more you watch it the more you realize there's something more going on like like I'm not like, like I'm not like this isn't a show that's just for the laughs. Uh, laughs like there's there's characters that you're gonna love, you're gonna hate, you're gonna be sad when they're gone. I mean, I can't recommend this show to everybody, but if you want, but if you wanna, but if you just want like a dumb comedy with some character, with some decent, with some fun characters, this is this is what it, this is what's gonna the show's gonna give it to you. If you're a fan of sci-fi, it's gonna give it to you too. Um, All right, another, nice. sh- another show I recently saw was The Dragon Prince on Netflix. You guys ever heard of that? I've heard of it, but I don't I know anything about it. Okay, have you ever seen Avatar: The Last Airbender? Growing up, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, this is from this is this show. Okay, this show was made and written by one of the lead writers on that show. Okay, and let me tell you something. I mean, let me tell you something. This show instantly gives you that sense of childhood vibes when you you got you get when you saw Avatar the Last Airbender all those years ago. I mean it ha- it has likable characters, it has a deep it has a deep interesting plot and lore that makes you want to ask questions, that makes you want to kind of want to come into this world to see how everything works. It it, get, it gets dark, it gets sad. There are, there are times I saw it with friends and my friends started crying. I, mean, I can't promise the show is going to give you the same the same sort of feel that Avatar: The Last Airbender gave you, but if you but if you want but if you want that if you want to relive that era that sense of childhood wonder, this is the show for you. Oh, okay. okay, that's interesting. That sounds interesting. Yeah, and, our, and, and a show I I'm I actually might pick up after I'm done with this. It's called Rome. You ever heard of that show? Mm-hmm. So Rome was so Rome came out like back in the early 2000s I think or mid 2000s and it was like the rise and fall of the Roman Empire like from Julius Caesar and this was this was this was like before Game of Thrones like I think this is this, this is what kind of gave Game of Thrones like its foot in the door like it's a like it's a historical draw it's a historical 
drama action show about Rome during its glory days when it was under the reign of Julius Caesar. But you don't follow that for long because after that you pick up to where Mark Antony, where Cleopatra, when all that, when, like when the big, like when the big players were um, influencing Rome and the world around Rome, like Britannia, all that stuff. Like I'm a history guy, so I love this kind of stuff. Yeah, that sounds super interesting because I like Caesar, and I don't know much about Cleopatra and the time after that. Like yeah, I like the Ides of March. What is this yeah, called it's again? It's called. It's just called Rome. And it's on? It's on HBO Max. It was, I'm for it, sure going to check it, was, it out. Because it was an HBO original. Like, and, sure. like and, it, and, and, I've, and I've heard much of this show. Like, this show goes in-depth about the Roman, about how the Romans live, how Roman society works. Like, you see every, like you see everything, and it makes you, and, it, and it's believable, too. Like, it, there's no bullshit. There's no Hollywood um, trickery. It, they really go out of their way to tell you what Rome was like. Like, you see... Like a like apparent like like apparently Rome was very big on sexuality, like especially homosexuality, because that was that was an okay thing to do back in those yeah. times. And you actually see you actually see that like and this is this was like early two thousands HBO, so I so I was surprised they were able to get away with that back then. Okay. Um, I'm for sure gonna watch this. Um, this sounds very I mean, interesting. I mean, I mean, I mean, not because of the gay stuff, but just because of the intrigue, the history, and like it's and like it's it's almost authentic. Like, there's no bullshit. Like, if you want, if you want a good, almost accurate depiction of what these characters were like back in the day, this is the show for you. People recommend it to me, and because of, and these are people I trust. When they, when they tell me to recommend these recommend shows and movies so mm-hmm. if they recommend it then i recommend it so i would say go check it out awesome man that sounds nice That's anyway though oh okay anyway though guys that probably wraps up this uh this episode of galaxy of film yeah um max do you have any closing words that you want to say to our listeners out there uh nothing much but next week we'll be back talking about the phantom menace finally I know we said that, what, three weeks ago? Um, <laughs> we had to push back some things. We did Psycho Gorman, the last blockbuster, and in spot. But next week, we are talking about The Phantom Menace with some great guest stars. I'm Woo. sorry that West Virginia Commonplace was unable to join us this episode. Um, we got some good ones coming in next week, for sure. And we'll also be briefly talking about Nobody. Looking forward to that conversation. Um, Matt, I want you to, where can our listeners find you? I know you're a regular on our show at this point. Yeah, can, for sure, Matt. If you, if you guys, if you guys want to reach out, message me, talk to me about Star Wars and movies, just hit me up on my Instagram at mattpaul underscore bso. I look forward to talking about movies with y'all. And Matt, you, awesome, you man. have a project I've noticed you post about. What is that about? Tell our to our listeners. Oh, oh, that currently I am working on a story, a Star Wars fan project um, called Edge of the Galaxy. Which is based on Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which is, which for those who don't know, um, or Star Wars Land, which is a theme park at Disneyland and Disney World. Which, um, it's not a movie, it's not a fan movie, it's like a fan comic. Which, you know, we're slowly crawling, but I, I got, but I, I'm written down, I'm just waiting for my illustrator and... That's all I. That's all I can say on it at the moment. I hope to get most of it done by summer. 
that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, so if, all if our Star want, Wars if, fans out there, be sure to give them a follow. And where is that a different username? It's a different username. Um, just go, just look for Edge of the Galaxy. You'll you'll find you'll find. Trust me, you'll know what it, what it looks like. Awesome. That sounds great. Anyway, though, guys, that I already see it. Anyway, though, guys, that probably wraps up the episode. Thank you, everyone who submitted an iTunes review. If you guys want to continue oh, to do that to support the podcast, that would be great. We are all we are available on most podcast platforms. We drop every Thursday. Thanks to our wonderful editor, Max, over there, who does edit these on a weekly basis. He is busy, so big shout-out to him. Appreciate sure some love. We are going to ship those stickers out to you very soon. Um, Max will be in contact with you. If you guys want to hear my thoughts on uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, I did a little short review about that. Danilo did reviews. That's also available on all podcast platforms. Thank you guys for listening. Hit that follow button, subscribe button, wherever you want to call it on all the podcast er, uh, platforms. Uh, Max, anything else? That's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, just make sure to go ahead and leave us a review if you enjoyed the show. You have no clue how much that helps us out, truly. For yeah. sure. And keep on listening to older episodes if you missed them. We always appreciate those listens as well. Thank you guys for listening, and this has been Galaxy of Film. Bye, guys. Peace out. Peace out, pimps.